What can we expect from season Thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we saw a lot with your character last season, kind of trying to, like, processing grief, processing the loss of a... Dandin, Dandin. Welcome to Dandin Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this episode is 1998. Yeah! Hundo! Good <laughs> things come for people who wait for 98. <laughs> Hi! Was that the slogan for the year? Yeah. That was the year's slogan? Who, who decides your slogans? <laughs> the Pope? The, <laughs> I, feel like it's the, I feel like it's the same committee that decides yeah. the hurricane names. Like, they get to also do the year slogan. Yeah. I, uh, I support that. I, I, I like those people. Big supporter of those people. <laughs> and they also live in Vatican City. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But in like a shitty part of, of the city. Like, <laughs> like the slums of Vatican City. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we, oh we, don't, we don't go to that part of the Vatican. We don't. Are, uh, hey, we don't, are there any rappers there. from Vatican City? <laughs> that would be fun. Man, maybe. That would be good. Like sh- always shouting out Vatican City on their songs. Is there's no and, and their album cover is them wearing the Swiss, you know, the Swiss Army Guard, like the the blue and yellow. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be sick. Blue and yellow, blue and yellow, uh, yeah. yellow. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where's Khalifa? <laughs> Khalifa. So, so yeah, this is Dan and Brave Presents. This is 1998. We are so close to wrapping up this decade. And, you know, the further we get into this decade, the more we remember, because we were getting older. Uh, in the year 1998, I, uh, presenter Brandon, leadoff hitter, uh, starting pitcher, uh, I'm trying to think of other sports analogies, non-sports <laughs> analogies, opening track, I'm the opening track. Uh, the debut the day the debut um, the prototype <laughs> the prototype the first the, draft uh, rough draft <laughs> rough draft yeah <laughs> beta they call me beta beta version <laughs> a beta male brandon <laughs> beta <laughs> uh hey, betas do it better betas do it better and uh yeah so it's 1998 i was um 8 years old turning nine is that right yeah 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 okay all right presenter danny here and hey you were born you were born in 89 and now you're turning eight to nine 98 89 to 98 inverted year the tenant year well i'm saying you're turning eight to nine though oh yeah you're born in 89 and now you're eight to nine Mm -hmm. eight guys yeah yeah Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's, yeah. hey, same thing goes for you, Danny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, 1998. Um, 
again, I think it was third grade. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you better. You no, better this, third this grade. time it is. I think it is for real. No, you it's fourth, fourth grade. No, it's fourth third, grade. third into fourth, I think. Yeah. Yep. It's third into fourth. So I was right wow. last year too when I said third grade. Last wow, we were so young. Yeah, I was right last year too. It was second into third last year. This is third into fourth. Um, we are still young. We're so young still. But we're so young still. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, so I want to get the grade out of the way first. Um, yeah, third going into fourth, 1998. Eight turning nine years old. I turned nine this year in uh, in May. Um 1998 was also the year I moved with my family. This was big. We moved from Brick to Tom's River in New Jersey. Oh. That was a big one. You moved from the safest town in, in America, Brick, New Jersey? That was around the time it was considered the safest. Yeah, we were like, it's too safe here. <laughs> and Tom's you know, River was one of, was one of the n- most non-safe towns uh, in, the, in the state. It was a very da- you know, we wanted to move to a seedier, like more dangerous <laughs> part of the state, bordering brick. Uh, yeah, we wanted to live dangerously. You know, it's kind of like um, Seinfeld, certainly, you know, uh, which will come up later uh, on the show, where Jerry breaks up with the woman, one of his many breakups, where he's she's too good. That's like when we moved from Brick. It's too good. That's why he broke up with someone. Just an amazing reason to break up with somebody. But um, one of the many amazing reasons why he has a breakup. But uh, that's what was going on for me in 1998. It's me, uh, presenter number two, the deuce, the skipper, the second in command, the assistant coach, the vice principal. Um, Let's go to sports. The Buffalo Bills, as we talked about for a number of years in the 90s. Second place a lot. Uh. Atlanta Braves, second place quite a bit. Um, I they, thought I I thought I just blacked out and like woke up in your sports segment. You're like, let's go to sports. 1998. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Yeah, man, we're almost we're like just, halfway done with the show. Yeah. Yeah, man. Where were you? I just need to clarify. <laughs> the year 1998 was the tail end of third grade and the beginning of fourth grade. Yeah. Yep. Just yeah, want to clarify. Third okay. to fourth. I, yeah. I wanted. I needed to get it straight because I needed to orient myself with who my teachers were. Right. Who my classmates were. Oh, are we saying that now? Or is no, that... I just wanted. This is just for my personal. I mean, if you want to. Sure. When, I do, was we, when do we personal. say the teachers? When do we say the teachers usually? Up front. It was right now. So it was uh, Basso into Levy. Levy. Uh, for, uh, fourth grade Levy. Wow. Okay. And she was a, she rules, she was a security guard uh, for concerts at PNC and would always talk about her love for The Offspring and Marilyn Manson and stuff. And uh, we thought that was badass. And she was very badass. Would she bring her gun to school? What? <laughs> Security guard. <laughs> I love how that was the takeaway from all of that. God. Hey, well, anyway, her name was <laughs> her name was Mrs. Levy. Yeah. Uh, so at the end of the year, did you guys finally break Levy? Break. Break. Yeah. Break Levy. Broke her down. A shout out to uh, Mrs. Levy. Still friends with her on Facebook, even though I don't go on there. But I know that we're Facebook friends. Very cool. Yikes, Dave. Isn't this the Columbine year, too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Really, damn, I didn't. I really didn't even think about I think school it, shooting. I think it is. Well, uh, wow. If it's not this year, it's 99. I, I, think it, I think it's this year. Oh, my God. Sorry. 
I okay, but back to me. Um, I had Mrs. Weinstein, as I said last year, right? We talked about the Weinstein Tarantino fiasco. <laughs> uh, but then in fourth grade, but here's where it gets tricky. In 1998, beginning of fourth grade, I had Mrs. Musto. End okay. of fourth grade, different teacher, but that's a 99, so we're, we're not there yet, so I won't say. Right. Yet. Oh. But um, no, uh, Columbine was 99. Oh okay. oh, okay. So we're safe. So we're, yeah. Yeah, we're safe. You can bring guns to school. Ju- it's fine. Just like kids in school before 1999. They're <laughs> yeah, safe. there were no school shootings before <laughs> that. It was the first one. Um, can you guys hear me? I'm okay? also presenter Danny. What did you, you say, Dan? Br- I mean, Brandon? Brandon? I said, can you guys hear me okay? <laughs> there you go. There's your answer. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm presenter three, third in line, third bill, bronze medalist. Uh, triple threat. All things great. <laughs> <laughs> the one after Danny. Triple sal cow. Da- triple sec. <laughs> the orgy. Triple triple duck. Is it triple goose down? Triple duck? triple triple d. Triple duck down. Tri- triple duck triple down. play. Tri- triple dick. Uh, the charm. Third times the charm, like a charm. Oh yeah, the charm, the most charming one. I shouldn't have gave you that yes. one. I take. I, I regret it. I regret it. Uh, it's so accurate and apt, though. <laughs> well, well, well. The most charming. Hi, guys. Wait, did you say I'm Dave instead Cologne. of LOL? Did you say well, oh well? Well, oh well. Well, oh like well. Well, oh well. Well out loud. Well out loud. <laughs> well, oh well. <laughs> Usually, I well in internally in my head, but. Right now, I'm welling out loud. I don't care who hears. So, how are you guys? I'm Dave Cologne. I was nine for most of the year, and then December came along, and I had to turn 10. You just had to do it. Yeah. wasn't my choice, but it happened. It's a big step, turning double digit. I remember that being, like, a big yeah. deal. I think, I, I think around this time, I had my first, like, existential crisis where I was like, <laughs> I'm aging way too fast. This really sucks. I <laughs> <laughs> got really depressed about it. That's uh, good. I like that. Yeah. Fourth grade was pretty good. I mean, actually, there were some tragedies in my <laughs> fourth grade class. So I don't really want to bring it up in detail, but we lost some people. Jeez. Unfortunately. Students? Um, yeah. Oh, man. That's horrible. It was sad. And then uh, what else happened in 98? Mrs. Simmons was my teacher, and she was really cool. Uh, yeah. What else? I don't remember anything else except for ex- existential dread. Maybe because people were dying is why I was an ex- <laughs> yeah, existential maybe. crisis. Maybe. It's, it's, yeah, I'm putting two and two together right now. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I still enjoyed uh, this time period, even though there were some hardships and strange things happening. I loved fourth grade. It was a good year. Yeah. For me, it was the last year of... Uh, of elementary school. Ah. Then I went to uh, middle. Middle starting in fifth. Yeah, for me, yeah. Oh, weird. Public, Jackson. We were just with those same whole school the whole damn time. Yeah, I, I didn't realize till kind of recently that only Catholic school kids call it grade school because we have all the grades. Like, if all you talk grades, to a public yeah. school kid, if you talk to a public school kid, they're not calling it grade school. They're calling it elementary or elementary. middle school. Or middle school. Right. Right. Yeah. We called it grade yeah. school because it was the same, same building. Well, different building sometimes. 
you know, yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I called it actually elementary school because I was such a diehard Sherlock Holmes fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I could, I could tell by the way you said it. I was also that, did you say Shylock? Shylock? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that's why it came out like that. Shylock. <laughs> Shylock Holmes. Sorry. Um, that's why I called it elementary. The Shakespearean uh, <laughs> fusion of, Sh- of Sherlock. It's yeah. <laughs> Al Pacino playing Shylock <laughs> Jones. <laughs> re- reprising his role from Shylock the film adaptation of Merchant of Venice. Uh, that's good. Yeah, a very uh, literary mashup. Like. Yeah. Hmm. My, my name's Shylock, and I've got a great task. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. <laughs> Um, anyway, the year's 1998, and we've got a lot of stuff to cover. It's going to be wall-to-wall uh, infotainment, uh, information that's entertain. It's like edutainment and infocation. Uh, the best Red Hot Chili Peppers song from the year, infocation. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think it's time... Now, one thing, you know, it was a different uh, century, you know, than it is now. Not only was it a different decade, it was a different century, it was a different True. millennium. It was a different millennium. But oh you want to know you want to know what didn't change? The f- the weather. There was still there was still weather back then. But the weather did change a lot. Well, yeah, but <laughs> weather's yeah, like, but weather every day. Was that one of the biggest uh, things in our life. <laughs> That's changed. Climate yeah. change. But I'm just saying, like, they still had weather back then. Like, uh, okay. we yes. have things now that, like, didn't have, like, didn't exist then and vice versa. But, like, they still had weather then. True. So why don't we check in with the weather? Uh, are we sure we don't want to jumble the order? I'm really big on this idea. Maybe for the last year or a few years from now, <laughs> I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, a few years from now? Yeah. Yeah. What about alphabetical? <laughs> what does that mean? Oh, that the, mean? oh, the format's alphabetically. That could be really fun. I just really don't want to be in a <laughs> scenario want to where we have to talk our two long segments twice in a row. Yeah. I do it every year, so I'm used to it, but I understand it is not always fun. I think if we did it alphabetical, the very last one would be, where are they now? <laughs> I mean, I love this idea because I really love letters and <laughs> the order of letters and so language. i am excited about this <laughs> anyway maybe we'll do that next year so we can work out the alphabet it's now or never it'll never happen what's the first one then fashion books 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 not, do- not first doing, not doing books not celebrity d- gossip and sex celebrity I have all, all mine are going to be in a row sex. at the end. <laughs> yeah, this is a bad idea for me. All of mine are going to be in a row at the end. All right, let's just do it the natural way. Get the weather out first. People want to know the all climate right. of the of the era. I'd like to say in advance, Zach Jones, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it more when you come on next year's episode. But thank you for. We'll, we'll I'll give him his prize when he comes on the show for uh, listening to <laughs> the entire episode as as promised. Danden, Danden. All right, uh, the weather in 1998 with your host, Weather Dan. Um, but you know what? I'm not the host. I'm just a Weather Dan. You know, they're not hosts. They're just, they're just doing their job within the bigger show. 
They're just unless weather. you're Al Roker. But when he's a host, he's not doing the weather. It's a different yeah. thing. He 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 went from being the weatherman to a host. Right. I'm still just Weather Dan, aka Precipitation. I have another alias that'll come up um, in a bit here. But yeah, um, the, the weather vein. Because oh, you're so vain. No, but there was another one you said that I didn't like. Yeah, the weather cock tees. Yeah, the weather cock tees. Because like, apparently weather cock is a thing, which I, yeah. I still don't believe you. Um, <laughs> all right, so we talked a little bit about this phenomena, and I'm not talking about Travolta, but we talked about this phenomena last year, but it's back again this year, El Nino, mm-hmm. right? You should be well versed in what El Nino and La Niñas are now, both of you guys. Boys and back in town. Yeah. So for this year, again, no surprise, it was called the cl- climatic event of the century. <laughs> I feel like we've had a lot of those. Um, one of the strongest El Ninos on record dominated the winter weather across the country. It may have been the El Ninos from last year carrying over. To be honest, this okay. still could be a part of that. I'm not positive. But I was reading that El Nino-related storms, floods, and tornadoes during winter through spring 1998 in the southeast United States caused over a billion dollars in damages and 132 deaths. Uh, Florida, where winter rainfall averaged 19 inches or 220% of normal, recorded both its wettest winter and wettest November to March period ever. It was a a wet one. It It was a wet year. That's crazy. I recorded my wettest fart that year too. <laughs> you keep wow. You have like a journal, like you keep tra- like a yeah. It's been pretty dry ever since. Your fart journal. Yeah. <laughs> so, Florida also endured its deadliest tornado outbreak on record when storms on the night of February 22nd killed 41 people in the Kissimmee area and destroyed 800 residences. The Melbourne Weather Forecast Office has been credited for saving many more lives during the storm thanks to their significant efforts in providing advance warning. So it sounds like the warning system started improving, right? It's right after the movie Twister, so they're probably inspired from the movie. <laughs> All the, the warning systems, you know, the, uh, what was it called? Hey, Dor- uh, the Dorothys, right? We're uh, starting to get in play here. So um, a lot of that kind of stuff. What are you going to say, Dave? Kissing me. It was like the kiss of death over there. Yeah. Maybe the person that's saying kiss of me is death in disguise. It's, <sighs> it's like, uh, well, Brandon's probably not going to like this. I think it's a spoiler. It's like a kiss Uh-oh. from Poison Ivy, the Batman character. Oh. Was it's that this year or last year? It's a kiss of death. I think that character oh. is this year, Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Spoiler. Okay. You have active hurricane season. In 1998, where a total of 14 tropical storms and hurricanes developed in the Atlantic Basin during the 1998 season. Three hurricanes and four tropical storms made landfall in the U.S. this year, the most to strike the nation since 1985. So this is a bad hurricane year. A lot of hurricanes. Um, Three hurricanes, Hurricane Bonnie, Hurricane Earl. I don't know how to pronounce. How do you pronounce this name? It's George with an S at the end. George's. Is that how you say it? It's multiple Georges, yeah. All right. George. Gorgeous? I don't know. Georges. You're Georges, baby. I love uh, you. Let's say George. Um, I, don't know, I don't know, actually. I've, never, I've seen that before, and I've always didn't dare to even right. try to say it. I guess it's George. Gor- it's gorgeous. 
All right. Um, so those three hurricanes. Th- those names sound pretty nice. It's like, do you think it's sad if you're um, you're named after like a bad hurricane and you're a good person? Is it hard for you? It's tough. Yeah, you know, if someone's name is Katrina, I'm gonna be like, ooh, that's like triggering. It's tough. Hey, what's yeah. up? My name is. Hey, my name is Earl. Earl killed my dad. <laughs> you bastard. Right. Or if your name is San- San- Sandy in New Jersey. Oh my god, yeah, that's a tough name. My mom's name, to have. name is Sandy. That sucks. And she lives in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> she Damn. goes by Sandra though. So. All right. Now she does. She has to. <laughs> she <laughs> has to. Yeah. <laughs> Since 2013 or whatever. T- yeah. Whatever that was. Twelve. Yeah. yeah. She has to. All right. So those three hurricanes, Bonnie, Earl, and Gorgeous, as well as tropical storms, Charlie, Francis, and Mitch, they all caused an estimated $6.5 billion in damage to the U.S., South, Puerto Rico, and uh, U.S. Virgin Islands. I can't believe they all sound so nice. I know. Great <laughs> names. Yeah. Charlie with, with an EY at the end. What a nice, what a nice name. Okay. Um, Hurricane Bonnie struck the North Carolina coast on August 26th, killing three people, cutting off power to nearly half a million people and causing $720 million in damage. Earl hit the Florida panhandle on September 3rd, causing $79 million in damage. And Hurricane George's caused $5.1 billion in damage, much of it in Puerto Rico in September, where it damaged or destroyed more than 170,000 homes before crossing the Florida Keys and striking the U.S. Gulf Coast near uh, Biloxi, Mississippi. Um, Up to 20 inches of rain uh, deluged Puerto Rico, as well as northwest Florida and southeastern Alabama. Hurricane Mitch, which caused an estimated 9,000 deaths in Central America, crossed Southern Florida as a tropical storm on, in what November. What does deluge to mean? Deluge. I don't know. I don't even know if I. I don't even know if I said that right. I think it's deluged, right? Oh, it's a flood. Severe flood. Yeah. Well, yeah. Up to 20 inches of rain deluged Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, yeah. Deluge is what the lady's saying. But yeah, Mitch was a really bad one because it not only got into Florida, but it started in Central America and like devastated all these Central American countries. So that, that was a bad one. Like Nicaragua, Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador. That was the deadliest Atlantic storm in 200 years. Hurricane Mitch. No. That's a bad one. 9,000 deaths. <laughs> That's rough. Jesus. The damage in Honduras alone is estimated at $4 billion, which is a one-third of the country's gross domestic product. <laughs> Oh my that's, God. that's brutal. So, yeah, bad hurricane year. Um, you also have severe tornado outbreaks in 1998. Um, Please, come on. I know. It's just it's nonstop. Um, it's enough. They were rampant throughout the year. It took many lives. But the NWS, I think it's the National Weather Service, I think, increased the warning time to the public with a national average lead time in 1998 of 11 minutes. Oh, <laughs> not bad. Uh, according to, I think, <laughs> according to the NWS, the nation recorded 333 tornadoes in June, which is 150 more than the average. 150 more tornadoes than average. Oh, man. In June. The second highest June total in 49 years of record. Do and you think they got more popular because of the of the movie, Twister? Yeah, I think Tornadoes just got a lot more popular. That's yeah, why there were more of them. It's a, it's a ripoff. It's like these these stupid sequels and the stuff. Like right. Get original. I know. The preliminary national death toll from Tornadoes during the entire year reached 129, which is twice the number recorded in 1997, three times the average. 
By early December, an estimated 1,255 tornadoes had occurred across the U.S., with five of those being F4 to F5 intensity, which we know about from... Uh, from Twister. Also from Twister. Um, outside of the U.S., you had a cyclone hit India where 10,000 people were estimated to have lost their lives. 10,000 deaths from this cyclone in India. Ripped through the India in June. And then we could shift over to natural disaster Danny. That's just weather. You also have natural uh, disasters happening uh, throughout this year. So natural disaster Danny, a.k.a. Dan's ass turds. So let's start with wildfires in Florida and Texas. Wildfires raging by mid-July uh, since late May in Florida. Consumed 490,000 acres of land, destroyed at least 370 structures. Uh, and then wildfires in Texas burned 143,000 acres um, in the summer. The severe drought caused more than $2 billion in damage to agriculture. Wildfires across the southern U.S. burned 1.3 million acres, four times the acreage burned in 1997. Man. Spring and summer heat and drought caused massive wildfire outbreaks in Florida. Looks like the drought kind of led to these things, damaging crops. It was the driest period in the southern plains to the southeast in 104 years of record. Um, Very dry. So I mentioned it was wet before now it's very now it's very very dry six billion in damage from this stuff at least 200 deaths yeah i don't want to read any more of that um this oh you know what so de- depressing there's, there's fires we live in a hellscape oh yeah this planet is merciless you also have floods in bangladesh the most ex- the most extensive flood in the country's history was in bangladesh this year 30 million people temporarily homeless in bangladesh it's horrible Indonesian fires, $4.4 billion in property damage from fires in Indonesia. The costliest disaster of 1998, though, was the flooding of China's Yangtze River. The World Watch Institute says that killed 3,700 people and dislocated 223 million people, cost $30 billion in damage. The flooding of uh, China's river. Um, and then the last bit of weather news, and I'll get the local weather in a second. Um, Stormy Weather was a live compilation album by various artists um, released by, it's called the ISIS Fund. I'm not kidding, it's oh. called the ISIS Fund. <laughs> in 1998, okay. the, the record was produced by Don Henley. As, uh, He's funding ISIS, huh? Yeah, Don Henley's funding <laughs> ISIS. As part of the Walden Woods project with which Henley is associated, it features 10 covers of songs, all by different female musicians, uh, and was funded by AT&T and the Thoreau Institute. Uh, The CD was issued solely to longtime customers of (laughs) (laughs) AT&T. And it included complimentary and downloadable internet access software. Wow. It's called Stormy Weather. It's It's a compilation of live songs by various artists. Uh, so I wanted to bring that up as I am the weather, Dan. It's all, all inclusive of all things weather. <laughs> and lastly, according to Almanac.com, March 6th, today's date where we're recording this, not confusing. Uh, March 6th, 1998 in Long Branch, New Jersey, there was a low of 30.2 degrees and a high of 44.6 degrees. Zero, part- zero precipitation. I was going to say zero participation. <laughs> it's a little warmer uh, back then. <clears throat> than it is now low of 30 high of 44 that was like a high of 36 today okay okay and on my birthday may 14th 
1998 in Tom's River, it was a low of 45 and a high of 70. Great day. No, no precipitation. Great high day. High of 70? Yeah. Holy, Holy shit. shit. All right, that's weather, Dan. Long-winded, as always. Thank you. Oh, wow. But we love it. We love can, live the long-winded segment. We you love can cut out some of the disaster, I think. Yeah, I can. I couldn't take it, man. I know. It's too much. It was a lot. <laughs> dandin, dandin. It was a lot. Now, how about a lot of... Brandon, what's up, man? Well, hello. <laughs> it's time to do a little segment about technology. All right? You know, it's the 90s. The internet is booming. And, uh, you know, these days, if you want to find out something, what do you do? I talk tech. You talk tech? <laughs> That's what you do when you fu- want to find something out. You Google it. You, you go- bing it. <laughs> you bing it. Uh, yeah, you Google it. And this was 1998 was the year of the debut of Google. No. Wow. Uh, Google no. began in 1998. It is a, uh, you know, famously a misspelling of the number Google, G O O O G E L. Which is like, you know, they have that one. They have numbers. They have they have words for all these numbers, for like all the zeros. Googleplex is like a, like an infinite number or something. Googleplex. Yeah, some, some stupid yeah. shit like oh. that. So obviously Google, it's become bigger than what it's, it was then. It's more than that. It's 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 a lifestyle. It's a verb. I can't believe I never heard of Google's. I love numbers, and I've never heard of Google. Yeah. Yeah. Must not love numbers that much. I thought I loved numbers, yeah, I should say. Yeah, must not. Also, coming to America, not the movie or the sequel, but the first MP3 player arrives in the United States after debuting in Japan the previous year. It was called um, the MP Man, released uh, in March of 1998. It was just a, a, a little brick that can hold... Um, MP3s, and you know, I, I went. I wanted to do some searching here. I wanted to find out what was the uh, what was the vibe of the the state of MP3s. So I found an article from the New York Times from 1998, November 15th, 1998. Um, I read the whole thing. I will not be reading it all here, but I wanted to give you guys just a little some little snippets of what the sentiment was about um, MP3 and how it relates to the landscape of the world today. Um, so it says, uh, this is by John Perellis from the New York Times. The title of the article is, With a Click, A New Era of Music Dawns. A hmm. specter is haunting the music business, the prospect of listeners getting the music they want directly from the internet, free of charge. Right now, all it takes to make a recording executive nervous is the mention of MP3, a powerful piece of software that allows users to zap music all over the internet, unchecked and untithed. Zap it? Yeah, just zap it from all over the internet. <laughs> so then he goes on to the history of music and how it you know, became uh, monetized around its physical medium, 
so then so that he he starts speculating this is what i find the most interesting this is where you have to pay attention dan <laughs> i'm listening mp3s <laughs> i swear uh, MP- <laughs> <laughs> So he starts speculating about what the future of the um, like what he starts speculating what the what could happen with MP3s. So he talks about a new model could be like a jukebox with listeners paying for each song or group of songs they download. Better yet, it could be it could resemble cable television where subscribers pay a monthly fee for all the music they want to download Whoa. and Revit is distributed on the mm. basis of popularity which is interesting. Yeah. Um, if monthly subscribers could download a song or an album on a whim, not just to hear it once, but replay it often, general listeners' taste could broaden and, and budding musicians could learn new vocabulary. So he's, ta- he's like forecasting streaming. Now, he talks about how MP3 was the one that overtook the compression uh, medium because there was other compression ones called liquid audio and A2B, but now MP3 is just ubiquitous. I mean, obviously there's still wave and other ones, but the main universal one that is the smallest form of compression, not smallest, but easily accessible form of compression is MP3. Uh, so then he starts talking uh-huh. about um, that and explain to people the size of the files and what you could fit on a CD. Talks about people... Um, some person downloading the entire Beatles discography on uh, like and putting it on a CD and for MP3. Um, yeah. So then he talks about record companies fear that with boundless free music around, people are going to be less willing to pay $17 for 10 songs on a CD. Their worries may be slightly exaggerated. Well, no, he was right. And then he starts talking about pirating and all this stuff. But I read the whole article. It's actually a really good article. And it really it's it's pretty incredible how. You know, people are like, oh, I don't want to pay for, you know, Spotify. Like, I'll just do the free version. And it's like, we used to buy CD. You know, like, obviously right. people still still buy some music, but that's just gone from, right. like, normal culture. Like, it's, it, like, and I think we forget how quickly that happened. Like, it went from, it went from everything to nothing. Like, that's, yeah. that's, it's just pretty crazy like that, how like quick this. it happened, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I still, I still buy music on iTunes. I just bought the ER theme song um, a few weeks ago, and uh, listen to it. Um, it's it feels good to own something, you know. Yeah. There was one more quote I wanted to highlight from this, but I can't find it. Um, hey, you know when um, MP3 came to America originally, uh, it came through Ellis Island. Its its original name was actually MP Triowski. <laughs> But they shortened it when uh, it came to Ellis Island. <laughs> and that's why we know it as MP3, uh, even still today. That's great. Yeah, true. It. It, it, we um, we okay, grew up well, in an era where, like, we, the idea of paying for music is like, ah. Uh. <laughs> like, yeah. that's insane. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, we went out, and, like, there were situations, you know, probably all three of us would go out of our way to make sure we don't pay. <laughs> right like yeah. yeah so i've like it's insane given that lifestyle up completely oh yeah i don't i don't know anybody I'm only that, pay i don't know anybody that does that anymore like i mean it's it's spotify or apple or or nothing um so there's there's a lot of good stuff in that article now the but here's this is the main thing that we got to talk about this is the main technology uh conversation to have from the year 1998 now i i don't want to preface this 
Uh, I just want to play it, and then we'll talk about it afterwards. And uh, listeners, you'll be able to hear this clip. Courage. Something shared by countless Americans. Those who risk their lives. Those who battle serious illness. When I was diagnosed with prostate cancer, I was primarily concerned with ridding myself of the cancer. But secondly, I was concerned about possible post-operative side effects, like erectile dysfunction, ED, often called impotence. You know, it's a little embarrassing to talk about ED, but it's so important to millions of men and their partners that I decided to talk about it publicly. And after all, it can be associated with many conditions, including prostate surgery, high blood pressure, diabetes, or even smoking. And the point I want to make is there are many treatments available for ED, so my advice is get a medical checkup. It's the best way to get educated about ED and what can be done to treat it. It may take a little courage, but I've always found that everything worthwhile does. That's really nice. So that was uh, Bob Dole speaking on erectile dysfunction. I don't know if you saw who was the fun the the, the funding of that commercial was Pfizer, uh, because they mm-hmm. are behind Viagra, which right. debuted in 1998. Right. Massive. <laughs> Massive. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> now, m- m- little bit of a. Uh, not really of a spoiler for later, but um, well, I guess it is. A sp- there is a, a a show involved in the musicals portion that after that musical performed, someone made an erectile dysfunction, a Viagra joke. Someone said that this musical, you don't need Viagra. That's how hot and sexy it is. Oh sh- <laughs> shit! <laughs> so <laughs> for, Viagra was all the rage in 1998. Yeah, I um, guess we take for granted that Viagra was. Pretty much around our whole adult lives. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. we've we've been able to take it carefree since yeah. uh, 1998. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no worries. No worries. You know, what if we grew up in a different generation? We wouldn't have had that. No. Uh, pleasure. Yeah, I remember the the Viva Viagra commercial. It's a classic. Yeah. Viva <laughs> Viagra. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just didn't really re- think about like when that was created. So there you go, 1998, a big year yeah. for technology. Viagra, Google, and MP3 players. Wow. Yeah. Those three things are so um, important to our modern culture. Like, think about it. I can't think of our world without those three. And like, yeah, imagine how many times someone right? has taken Viagra while listening to music. <laughs> And Googled something. Yeah. I mean, it's happened probably every day since. Uh, de- okay, probably. It's definitely happened every <laughs> yeah, day. Yeah, definitely every day. <laughs> you can attri- you can attribute all three of those things to significant growth. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's side effects to all. Yes, side effects may include uh, uh, boners. They all every because <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a side effect for for an MP3. Yeah, because you get hard listening to your favorite band. <laughs> the side effect of Viagra is boners? Yeah. <laughs> well, think about this. Imagine this. Sorry, front effect. You're listening to hard rock while you got a raging hard cock. <laughs> yeah, let's really, th- let's really think about that. Let's really think about that. 
requires a lot of thought. Yeah, you know? it does. Uh, wow, 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 wow. Big year for tech. Big year for deck. And deck, and yeah. Deck. Deck and deck. And your deck. Deck and deck. And your deck. Technology. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so this has been uh, your tech talk for uh, 1998. It's a big, big year. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. another, you know, for the, just to give you a little idea of book shit, it was another Harry Potter book and another Game of Thrones book. That's all. No other books. <laughs> yeah, no, no other books. How about Captain Underpants? Probably, yeah. Yeah, right? All right. Are we moving on, Dave, to me? I'm ready to move on. Are you sure? There's like a lot of interruptions when I'm about to talk. Of was, ah, I um, <laughs> hey, well, this is, I don't know. I was going to say, hey, MP3, does it stand for more penis or <laughs> yeah. massive penis three? <laughs> this well, year. You could call us the massive penis three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's, that's what we do during these shows. We, we're the ones that are, are Googling taking viagra and listening, listening to, to music threes, yeah all three all, all three of our dicks can combine to one massive penis <laughs> yes <laughs> just to, not three massive penises this one. yeah i mean inevitably yeah <laughs> we're the doug trio of <laughs> wow very very topical this time also very topical yeah, yeah very relevant pokemon we've been talking about it all right the doug trio <sighs> All right. I think the Doug trio was uh, <laughs> pa- uh, Doug Skeeter and Porkchop. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the Doug trio. All right. Dandin, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> dandin. Okay, um, we're moving on to toys, toys and games section, huh? 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 T and G, please. It's Toys and Games with Little Kid Danny. <laughs> oh, I hope you weren't in the room while we were doing our last segment. That'd be kind of weird. Oh no, am I grounded? <laughs> uh oh. I was, and I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> okay, we're starting off with toys, and welcome. So, welcome to Toy Dand. Toy Dand. Toy Dand. Toy Dan. Across the board, I think it came up last year. Biggest toy in 1998. It's another one that's just no uh, debate, no nonsense. Well, a lot of nonsense, but no debate. <laughs> the toy in 1998. What is it, guys? Furby. Furby. Brandon, if you said Furby, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry, man. I, I said, don't know what's going I on. I said Furby. I did. No, I said Pokemon. <laughs> he, said, he said, "Yeah, yeah." Brandon said, "Doug Trio." Brandon said, "Doug Trio." <laughs> Fairby. All right, so I have a uh, a clip here. I'll tell you what. All right, man. Did you guys have a Furby? Uh, or no? I did. I think yes. At my dad's house. Dave didn't say, use it. Dave had like an accent just now. He said, "Did you guys have a? <laughs> did you have a Furby?" <laughs> I didn't have one. I always wanted one. Didn't ask. Didn't get it. Nah, I didn't have one. All right, I'm going to play this clip. This is a uh, like a news, CBS News piece on Furby. You know, it was like my parents couldn't read my mind. Kids eyeing shelves. Parents filling wish lists. That was Each my birthday. Each year trying to snag the number one toy. 
This is my 10th birthday, by the way. December 3rd. You likely won't when this was originally broadcast. So there's just too many people trying to find one. But there's two of them hiding in Pam Schwaikowski's closet, and she's offering them up to the highest bidder. Nobody has offered me $1,000, but I have had offers from 150 to 650. Hundreds of dollars for a toy that feels, sneezes, and yes, it can be taught to speak English. Hello? Hello. Schwaikowski stood in line for hours to nab two Furbies at a local toy store, but she isn't playing for keeps. She's just in it for the money. We thought that it would be a good investment. We possibly could use that money towards renovating some of our house. But the renovations might have to wait. We asked some seven-year-olds what's the fuss over Furby. You've never heard about a Furby? Uh-uh. What's a Furby? I don't really know, but I think it's furry. I think it's a toy, <laughs> but I never heard of one before. <laughs> and just how much would they be willing to share? They're show my friends. Twenty dollars, maybe. Two hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> Four dollars. Twenty hundred bucks. <laughs> well, not quite. The toy retails for forty dollars. I think it's crazy, and I personally would not pay six fifty when you know that it's only a forty-dollar toy. Um, but some parents feel the need that their children have to have those kinds of toys. Um, and that's what Schwaikowski's banking toy. on. Demands um, high, supplies low. Furby's a perfect business venture for her. Pia Chattopadhyay, CBC News, Regina. Whoa. Pam Schwaikowski. Oh, they said, they said the cost in there. I didn't catch that the first time I watched it. Um, did you catch it? What they said the original cost was of Furby? 40 books? Yeah, she said 40. It's slightly less than that. It's, it's actually 35. It was the original wow. cost of uh, of the Furby. So That's really cheap. It was, um, yeah, an American electronic robotic toy uh, released by Tiger Electronics. Um, resembled like this owl-looking creature, like a hamster kind of, hamster-owl combo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they were the first successful attempt to produce and sell a domestically aimed robot. Um, like a newly purchased Furby starts out speaking entirely Furbish. That's the language. And right. the unique language that all Furbies use, but it's programmed to start using English words and phrases in place of Furbish over time. So the process oh, is intended to resemble the process of learning English. It's a brilliant toy. It's like a really like pretty amazing thing. That's yeah. too cheap. That's too cheap for something that high tech. Yeah. Now what about no? what about the um what about the refurbished models? <laughs> um that was good. Um, but yeah, you know, she was trying to resell it, just like Tickle Me Elmo. She's trying to take advantage and sell it for hundreds, right? right. right? It was a hot toy. What were we going to say, Dave? Um, now, is this just a rumor? But I remember back in the day, like, thinking that it was associated with gremlins. Did someone just lie to me? It looked like a gremlin, and that's what I thought, or it sounded like the gremlins? It definitely, someone you, told you me heard it, it was in a that gremlin. ad. Yeah, I mean, it definitely, thing. definitely similar and sounded like it. Yeah. Okay, so someone told me that it was a gremlin, but it's actually not. Very loosely, I think, related to uh, to Gremlins. Um, Maybe inspired by Gremlins, but not actually affiliated. Right. Yeah, like, yeah. like this is more of like a furry owl-looking thing. Um, right. Uh, so from there was a CNN article in, in 99 called 
Furby a threat to national security. Um, oh, yeah. I heard about this. Yeah, remember this? Like, Furby is embedded with a computer chip that allows it to record words. Because of that ability, NSA officials were worried that people would take them home and they'd start, like, talking classified stuff. Yeah. So that was what one Capitol Hill source told the Washington Post. Over 40 million Furbies were sold during the three years of its original production, with 1.8 million sold in 1998 and 14 million in 1999. The speaking capabilities are translated into 24 languages. So um, that's Furby, um, huge toy. We all remember it. Yeah, I definitely remember the craze yeah. around this. I feel like Tickle Me Elmo was maybe a bigger craze than Furby, but not much bigger. It was pretty similar, I think. But it's so much stupider. What is? Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, it's just like a, right. Furby is actually like a brilliant toy. Like it speaks English. Yeah, so much. yeah like. It, oh, it learns English over time. Like, it's like a pretty amazing thing. So, yeah, like Tamagotchi, that's kind of brilliant too. Right. Furby's pretty brilliant. So, we've moved on from the dumbass toys of our, <laughs> of the mid 90s. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Those days are done. Beanie Babies, yeah. like all those dumbass toys are, so are done. So dumb. Yeah. And it's funny you said Tamagotchi. The biggest 1998 Happy Meal toy was Tamagotchi keychains. Ooh. At McDonald's. Okay. Uh, um, and th- th- the article said these key- these keychains were more Tamagotcha than Tamagotchi <laughs> since they didn't no. actually they didn't actually function like the real digital pets. Ooh. Like, uh, yeah, so this was actually a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> I like that. But that said, they still made you feel as cool as your older sister's best friend's boyfriend who had the real thing. That's what the article <laughs> said. Um, in board games, uh, you had the launch of Cranium this year, big board game. Oh yeah, yeah. See, see, shit's getting smarter. (laughs) See, see. (laughs) Wit Alexander and Richard Tate created a party board game, one that promotes the use of the entire brain. Uh, Four players or teams traversing a board compete in four main categories of cranium to challenge their creativity, word knowledge, data knowledge, or performance ability. This Franken game. Take a little bit from pre-existing games to create something new. It's Trivial Pursuit, Pictionary, Charades, and a little Scrabble all rolled into one. Be warned, the clay never s- stays soft, so keep some Play-Doh around. <laughs> Great. Nice Thank- tip. Thank you. But Hey, that's, that's very postmodern. It's like hip-hop almost. Take a little bit from there, a little bit from there, and make it into its own new, new product. Yeah, and as we've seen talking about music, hip hop is everywhere, you know. Um, yeah, all over music right now. So um, yeah. Um, okay, then we have we have video games in uh, in 1998. Um, some notable releases: Sega Dreamcast comes out ah, this year. Yeah. Dreamcast that gets released in Japan. So not in the U.S. yet. That gets released in okay. Japan. All right, calm um, down. <laughs> also released in Japan, Game Boy Color, which we talked about. Huge. Oh, that's, that's in, in that's Japan. In Japan right that's now. That's Japan. Yeah, Game Boy Color. Yep. Yeah, I had a color. Uh, Dave, the uh, the publishing label that you might be familiar with, Rockstar Games, gets formed this of year. Of course. I, hope you, I know you you love Rockstar GTA. Games. That's right. That gets formed this year. Okay. And then getting into specific games, you have StarCraft for Windows. Huge. StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. Huge, huge series. Mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie for N64. Oh. One of my favorites of all time. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six 
the very first oh, yeah. very first mm-hmm. of, the, of that series comes out this year for PC Windows mm-hmm. very first person shooter right um, too Metal Gear Solid for PS1 big, that big, was a badass game big time game yeah, um, Snake right NFL Blitz for N64 and PS1. Oh That's a big one. Love that game. For jocks. For jocks. <laughs> Madden NFL 99, part of the Madden series. Very big for N64. Uh, cra- no, no, t- this year is 98. You must have made some kind of mistake. <laughs> Dan, 99. They did that with the sports games, Dave. Oh. They would come out with the year before. It's like cars. Cars and sports right. games are the same that way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Warped. I had this for PS1. That was the third game in the series. Just wanted to mention it. Um, warped. Another Pokemon... It come like uh, fucked up. The cartridge <laughs> would be fucked up. Like it would be out in the rain. Like they would yeah. leave it out in the rain. <laughs> the, the disc was all fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> out in the rain. Um, <laughs> I never played this one. Hey, you Pikachu for N64. I don't even know what that this That sounds is. so familiar. Yeah. But what, what was that? Don't know. I don't know what that is. Okay. Hey, you Pikachu. Mario Party for N64. Huge. Yeah. Oh, my God. Come on. Amazing. Original Mario Party for N64. You had the Pokemon trading card game, the video game for Game Boy Color. You remember this? There was a Pokemon trading card game video game for Game Boy Color. I collected Pokemon cards. I never Mm -hmm. played the the card game once, ever. Same. I never. Yeah. yeah. Same here. No, that's not true. It was. I remember. I just, li- I just lied. I just straight up lied. <laughs> <laughs> I played the card game and collected the cards. I didn't know what I was doing really when I played the card game. I tried, but I mainly just collected. Yeah, you would. You would battle. I mean, the card game was what the game. What you would do in the game, like you're battling, like another, yeah. like trainer. I ne- but yeah, I never played it. I don't know. Um, I found it confusing. But like I, I, it was only until recently when I just was like on a YouTube rabbit hole did I really realize that like I had no idea what I just know I collected them but I didn't like know how the game actually worked until pretty recently yeah do you play regularly now oh yeah I go to uh, I go to game (laughs) shops I go to game shops and I play uh, teens and uh, I win yeah with the the rise of uh, GameStop stock um, yeah, yeah, we're all in on this kind of stuff now. Like, <laughs> but the biggest, I mean, thing, the biggest release is Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. That's this year. Hell yeah! Uh, Brandon, he take it away. Brandon, <laughs> talk, <laughs> yeah. talk your shit. <laughs> I was late on N64, so again, another game I never really played. But everybody else I know is obsessed with it and like loves yeah. it. I, I never really played it. I never got into Zelda. Same for whatever reason. I don't know why. But yeah, I know people really love those games. Yeah, I just very talked about very celebrated game. Yeah, as we've said already, I was never much of a gamer, but I mean, I, I, I was aware of all these things because you know all my friends play these things. But the clip I want to show, I played it. Uh, I played it again last year. Really? Mm. And it's got one of the greatest soundtracks ever. The That's music is right. Unbel- but I've heard. Unbelievable. Yes. I mean, how could it not? There's a goddamn instrument in the. Title! (laughs) You know they care about music. So I want to play this clip. This is the release of Sonic Adventure for Sega Dreamcast. This is the ad for it. (laughs) This was like the game because, you know, you think of Sega, you think of Sonic. This is the Sonic game for Dreamcast. This game looks really sick. (laughs) Uh, But this was the commercial for it. 
So Sonic DJ is not a game. <laughs> no, the game it's is not, Son- right? the game is Sonic Adventure. Okay, um, I I was going in there thinking like, whoa, what is this game with Gary Payton, <laughs> a sumo wrestler, and Sonic? It was just that like sounds like a fun mashup. The commercial for this, like the main release for Sega Dreamcast, Sonic Sonic Adventure, it shows Gary Payton in this club rapping, but <laughs> we, oh, dude. wearing. Uh, supersonic oh because sonic 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 supersonic wearing wearing the seattle supersonics jersey and gear meanwhile the uh, the dj who's scratching is sonic but then it goes into his head and he's just thinking about sonic adventure like in his adventures that he's going to go on um wow and also i was going to say the only the only other game besides sonic that i played on dreamcast my friend that i was i was at their house all the time playing dreamcast was nba i think it was nba live I can't remember okay. which series it was, but we used to play that all the time. I I used to play NBA 2K. Maybe it was I 2K. Know. I can't remember. You, you it guys, was early NBA 2K. It might have been NBA 2K straight up. I used to play it all the time. You had, Dream, you had Dreamcast, Dave? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Uh-huh. I did not have I didn't Dreamcast. have Sonic Adventure, though. I, okay. I don't think I even knew that was a game. I think that was like the flagship, like like because you know it's always been Sonic games, right, for Sega. So I, I assume that was like one of the – I think it was like the first release – for the system you know you know yeah. what though dan i would play that nba 2k game on a burnt disc i had like a burnt <laughs> copy of that game it was like uh pirated my brother <laughs> wow like, pirated it off the internet because you could do that for dreamcast games oh my god really so like a, a bunch of our games were just pirated versions of of, of things <laughs> excellent but with this launch of dreamcast that means the discontinuation of Sega Saturn. Oh my! Yeah, say goodbye to Sega Saturn. That's gone. But, say um, goodbye. <laughs> right. Say goodbye. Say um, goodbye. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, 1998 toys and games with uh, little kid Danny. I'll be back next year, and I'll and I'll be in. I'll be in, I'll be a big kid. I'll be in fourth grade. Yeah, yeah grow or, up. Fifth grade. I'll go, I'll be almost fifth grade. Grow up, dipshit. <laughs> Wow, I'm telling Brandon. my I'm telling my mom. Boy, Brandon. Uh, I wonder if it was just real quick before we completely exit the toy zone. There were I, I can't re- I think it was it was fourth grade where so many things that you just said and plus one other thing and I don't know if it's a spoiler for next year but got banned from school like right. they banned Pokemon cards from being in school because of like people like trading and stealing yeah. cards. They banned Game Boys from yeah. school mm-hmm. and they banned uh, yo-yos, which were a huge deal at that point too. Oh, interesting. Yo-yos. Like they, the brain. I remember the brain was a big deal. I remember yo-yoing in second grade. I remember that was in my school. It was a big second grade thing. Yeah, the okay. brain, the Dunkin' Butterfly. <laughs> yeah, classic stuff. Walk the dog. The uh, f- yeah. uh, fireball. Wag the dog. Yeah, yeah. Fireball. Yeah. Uh, wag the dog. 
Um, I've been playing with a yo-yo for like the last week because I, I got it as like a what? as like a Christmas gift. It was just like thrown in with a bunch of things. Really? <laughs> yeah. I have a fireball. Dude, in, in show us some right of now. your skills. Is that good for audio? What sucks <laughs> about the yo-yo ban was that. You know, I didn't really play with yo-yos, but I was a big Yo-Yo Ma fan. <laughs> and I would bring my Yo-Yo Ma CD into school, and the teacher would take it away from me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> she, the teacher thought it was a rapper? Yeah. Yo, like, Yo-Yo Ma. <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma's so fat. <laughs> I'm sorry, David, but yo-yos are banned from the school. <laughs> you know the rules. Dandin, dandin. <gasps> Is it my turn? Yeah. For uh, tis. For tuck my time. All right, fellas. You know what time it is. Put the toys away. All toys are banned from this section, okay? Because it's a class. <laughs> it's a class in celebrity gossip, e sex. I am Professor Dave. My uh, expertise is in gossipology and. Text, text topic, topography. Expertise. <laughs> yes, my expertise. And of course, in this uh, portion of the show, we only talk about the best people. You know, high class individuals in a game. We're not stopping playing the game, okay? <laughs> I know I told you to put the toys away, but the games are still. Uh, out because we're playing it or split 98 and this is the game where we i have a a list of couples okay and they're all celebrity couples who either they took the plunge into getting married getting together or the flip side of that they decided to break off their relationship or break off their engagement to get get a divorce make it final things like that so it's an itting or a splitting of couples and i need my two co-hosts to either respond it or split when i give them a couple a celebrity couple or as brandon would say like hit or miss ba- brandon plays uh, battleship with this game right yeah <laughs> so i think last year we did brandon first and brandon lost because of that i think so why don't we do Dan first and see if Brandon wins because of that? I don't think I don't, I, I don't think I've won. I think we've tied. I don't know if I've won. No, Dan won last year. I remember that. Oh, all right. Anyway, so <laughs> I have a list of couples. It is split ninety-eight. You know the rules. Very easy. Dan, I'm gonna hit you off with your first couple of the year. <laughs> I'm gonna be adding in that music. Uh, later, Dan. Well, that's that's like my tease intro into the music. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, how about this? Since your name is Dan, how about this one? <gasps> Novelist Dan Yell Steele and financier Thomas James Perkins. Mm. Known for his Perkin nipples. <laughs> wow. No, not really. Well, let's see. I have no idea do you know the novelist daniel Steele? i think yeah you've seen the name you've seen like the the name i've seen the the name i feel like my mom might have had all the Um, it's always like 
just like a like the color of the book is like some gemstone and it just says has her name across it and it's what type uh, of books was it typically it's like romance 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 mystery i think i think my yep. mom had daniel Steele. i think she did let's see um my parents were still together then so i'll s- <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll, s- I'll say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good um, assessment from Dan. He's right. Yeah, great. <laughs> At the time, Danielle Steele was 50 and Thomas James Perkins were 66. So it was a little bit later in life for for both of them. Hmm. And uh, it happened March 27th of this year. And Danielle said about Thomas... She didn't say this about him in one of her books. This is like a public thing. <laughs> she said about Thomas, you know, I thought the greatest romance took place in one of my best-selling novels, but turns out it exists here in reality with my Thomas. <gasps> oh, How sweet is that? So sweet. Lovely. Aww. Yeah, only Danielle could come up with something that sweet. <laughs> <laughs> so They probably split it. <laughs> Um, I think they do eventually, but Brandon, you're up now. Mm-hmm. What do you like? You like NBA, like movie? <laughs> Which one do you want? <laughs> wow. Let's, I don't like that. <laughs> no, you just got to go. I'm sorry. I'm giving a movie. Don't like it. <laughs> All right. Movie for Brandon. Golden Globe Award winning actress Sharon Von Stone. Hmm. And San Francisco Examiner Executive Editor Phil Bronstein. Uh, big names here. It's Sharon yeah. Von Stone. It's also it's Sharon Von Stone. Different person. Well, Vo- no, her middle name is Vone. Oh shit! Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, Von Stone. E V E T Von Stone. So, oh, this is tough because I, I really don't know anything about her dating life except for recently i know she said that she was on like dating apps and not doing well oh so that means i feel like at some point it was a split i'm gonna say she got married pretty close after basic instinct and then split now to this uh extern what was he an exterminator yeah he was a san francisco (laughs) examiner executive exterminator gotcha uh for their office i'm gonna say they split Splitsville for Schwanstone and Phil Bronstein Ow. says Brandon, but says reality. Ow. They got it. Ugh. Wow. I'm yeah. doing so bad at this game lately. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Well, on Valentine's Day was the day they, they did it. Feb 1498. Von Stone was 40 and Bronstein was 47. And, you know, speaking of Stone... You should take a look at, the, at this fucking rock Phil got Sharon for their uh, <laughs> engagement. And speaking of San Francisco Examiner, which is what Mr. Bronstein works for, I'm thinking Phil got a Gold Rush era prospector to look at this fucking thing because this rock is glowing. <laughs> so that's that's that couple. It wasn't it. Good things are happening for Miss Stone. Brandon, but this game, you're just you're using too much logic. You gotta like Yeah, but that's not, how I've done it the whole time. That's how I've played the game. Don't use logic. 
Don't use logic. Get off logic. <laughs> Less brain. Get on feel. Less brain power. <laughs> How about this? We'll give Daniel this one. Ooh. This is big. It's a big one. Big names here. Actor Matt Damon. Whoa. And actor Minnie Driver, co-star in Goodwill Hunting. Ah. In 1998. Good Will Hunting. I mean, I'm going to go against Brandon's, the, the advice I just gave to Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I think logic would dictate, based on Goodwill Hunting, that it's an it. I feel like I could be wrong, but I'm going to say it. It's a pretty good assessment there. Again, Dan, because Goodwill Hunting came out the year before, but no, it was, it was a split. Oh. How long were they it together? Was a split. Not for very long. They uh, they got together uh, during Goodwill Hunting, but um, their breakup brought the real drama. The off-screen uh, drama was bigger than the on-screen drama, it seems, because Damon announced that he didn't have a girlfriend in an interview with Oprah, a fact that was new to Driver. <laughs> wow. Wow. And uh, Minnie told the Los Angeles Times that she found the whole thing fantastically inappropriate. Damn. It's almost yeah. like they could have just dated. <laughs> were were they mean? were they engaged, Dave? No. No, they weren't nah, they weren't uh engaged. Okay. Um damn. Oh, oh, okay. Brandon's coming to the defense of Damon. I thought no. No, I thought you okay. I thought you meant like they got divorced this year. Yeah, Brandon, Dave, I always thought the rules of the game were it's it's engaged or split. Well, like engaged or married or split. Clearer, clearer. <laughs> it's just a breakup of any kind. It could be officially an engagement break off, uh relationship ending or a divorce. I definitely always thought it was just in my head divorce. Yeah, I thought it was divorce or or an engagement break off this game. That's what I always thought it was. I know you always thought that, but in the past, I've done non-engagement breakoffs, so <laughs> right. you've been around for uh, examples of that. So I don't, I don't think so. I don't know what to tell you. I don't think so. <laughs> I'd say like eighty percent they're divorces, <laughs> but I think there's no proof of that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, after the breakup, Minnie never ate another apple again. I also thought Goodwill Hunting was '98, so I think that's what threw me off. I don't know, it was the year before. I, yeah, yeah, I thought that too, but no, '97. Okay, so you guys are not tied up, but Brandon can tie up right now with this next one. Mm-hmm. Sex in the City actress Kim Cattrall and audio designer Mark Levinson. The big Sex names are coming out this year. <laughs> Sex in the City is booming. So she wants to live her Samantha lifestyle. Oh. IRL. Splitsville. Damn. I like that. Like, the, the, the show is influencing her real life. Yeah. The character is overtaking the real Kim. Yeah. You would think so, but actually the opposite happened. Oh, the show no. started. She played a bachelorette, rampant uh, sex person, but no, she's settling down this year. At the age of 42, with audio designer Mark Levinson. And um, it happened September 4th. And actually, Mark designed his greatest audio yet when his mouth designed the question, Kim, will you marry me? <laughs> God. 
Amazing. So it's still one for Danny, zero for Brandy. Great mouth design. <laughs> this next one's pretty fun. Here we go. Uh, Twin Peaks star Kyle McLaughlin, also featured on uh, How To with John <laughs> Wilson. John Wilson, also featured in that show for oh yeah uh, one thing. <laughs> and supermodel Linda Evangelista. Kyle McLaughlin and Linda Evangelista. Ooh, this yeah. is a big couple for the 90s. Big TV star, mm. big supermodel star. Are there stars aligned? Though? I was going to guess something. Then you said big couple for the 90s, which threw me off because we're, <laughs> we're in 1998 now. So. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm going to go with my gut. I'm going to say it. Because I don't, I don't know. I know, I don't know that much about him. Don't know who she is at all. Linda Evangelista? Yeah, I don't know who that is. I bring her up almost every year in my fashion uh, segment. <laughs> Do you really? <laughs> yeah, she's part of the Big Five. I would know the face then, but I guess I guess uh, the name I I I haven't retained. Of course, I can't retain. Dog. I can't retain. You would only know her by her her, her body. I only know her butt. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, you're wrong. Yeah. You're wrong in your objectification of women, and you're wrong in this answer. <laughs> Jesus. It's a split. Yeah. Um, Kyle began his relationship with Linda after they met at a photo shoot they did together at Barney's, New York. Dan, you know Barney's? Yes. Uh, what is that, like a restaurant? No, it's, it's like a, like nice clothes. Oh, okay. I only did this photo shoot there. I only know because there's a scene in Big Daddy where they go to Barney's, and that's the joke. (laughs) (laughs) I know I've heard of it. Okay. Yeah. Um, They later engaged, got engaged in the (laughs) mid '90s, but they broke it off this year. And Linda was especially hurt with Kyle when he put on an Arnold voice during the breakup, saying, "Asta evangelista, babe. (laughs) This engagement is terminated." (laughs) <laughs> imagining not him, a very uh, nice move by kyle also imagining him doing that is really really <laughs> funny yeah <laughs> well you know he got nervous so he just started doing a voice and um he's a great actor he could pull it off oh, he's, a totally. fu- he's a funny yeah. guy too funny guy yeah portlandia very appropriate thing to do <laughs> <laughs> during a breakup but yeah so dan that you weren't lucky there but since brandon's been more unlucky it seems you're still winning I'm going to tie it up right here. I'm calling my shot. I think you will. Here we go. All right, let's do it. (sighs) Xena, the warrior princess, Lucy Lawless, and executive producer, Rob Tappert. Xena, I think, is big this year, right, Dan? Spoiler Uh, or no? Or was it last year? I think it was on already by now. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I didn't see it in my list of premieres for this year. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me Google it real quick. Um, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me Google so, the answer real quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, so all my prior performance says whatever logic I should, I would normally do, guess the opposite. But <laughs> George Costanza. But odds tell you that at some point my logic should be right. So I'm going to stick to my guns and say that I had no idea what time this show was on. Now, you said, what was the husband's name? His name is Rob Tappert. 
Okay. T-A-P-E-R-T. So here's how my logic is going to work this time. Okay. That reminded me immediately of Jake Tapper, who would probably do reporting on Kevin Sorbo, who is like a wild right-wing nut uh, job, yeah. who is friends <laughs> right. with, with Lucy Lawless. And I'm going to say that she wanted to tap that, and so they got together. Ooh. That, it finally worked for Brandon. That one was right. All right. Wow. Uh, it happened on May 28th, and Lucy was 30, Rob was 43, and he's actually the executive producer of Xena, and um, they got married at the St. Monica Catholic Church in Santa Monica, uh, California. Little on the nose there. The naming of that uh, <laughs> establishment? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Um, and you could say Rob was a lot of Rob was a lot of bad things, but he definitely was no xenophobe. <laughs> and uh, due to the legality of her marriage, Lucy had to change her last name to Lawful. <laughs> Lucy Lawful, the, the lawful wedded la- wife of Rob Tapper. Ooh wee! All right, so it's it's tied up. Yep, Dan. Head head into the final round, I assume. Dan, this is the final round. I think you pick it up or you or you knock it down for this one. Now we just talked about Xena. We gotta talk about Hercules then. Hercules actor Kevin Sorbo oh. and actress Sam Jenkins. Hmm. Uh, don't know who she is. Big fan of Sorbo and you know, his beliefs. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I'll go split. I'll. I'll say that, yeah, I don't even know if Hercules is still on at this point, but I'll say she was, like, part of his earlier days uh, as Hercules, and I'll say not only did they split, but I think it was, like, like a murder. I think he killed her. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. He Slanderous. killed her and then and then split afterwards. And then got out, got away with it? <laughs> <laughs> he killed her, then divorced. OJ. Um... <laughs> So you're saying split? Yeah, I'm going to say split. And a kill? Split her in half. I can't confirm the death, but I can confirm that it was not a split. It was it. Damn. Wow. I guess love struck WB Sunday afternoon (laughs) TV. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin and uh, Lucy both found love. Yeah, Kevin was 39 at the time. Sam was 33. It happened on January 5th. So early in the year, really early in the year, let's be honest. And um, he met her the previous year when she had a small recurring role on Hercules. Hmm. And uh, the groom's side was mainly filled up with Kevin's family, um, which people don't realize is actually the clumps. I was, I was, and they I were was, cheering him on I was hoping in the views. I was thinking, I was hoping you would go in this direction. Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, people don't don't really know that, but it's true. Um, so, mm-hmm. damn, Dan did not secure the win right there. David Spade Cologne. <laughs> <laughs> but I will tell you this. There's one more left, and if Brandon guesses right, he, he will be the victor of yep. Intersplit 98. He, if not, it's a tie. Yeah. All right, here we go. He loves NBA, but how well does he know the players? 
NBA player Clyde Drexler, and attorney Gaynell Floyd. Wow. Jeez, okay. Well, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Dennis Rodman got married around this time. So I'm going to say... You're right. I'm going to say that... Hmm, was love in the air like it was over on the WB? Where all the <laughs> NBA players uh, wifing up? Or... He was he bringing ladies back to his laboratory, his uh, his Dex, his Drexler's laboratory. <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, I'm gonna say they split. Ooh, Drexler's laboratory, it's alive. Because the love was alive. That's why I just did that quote. Oh no. <laughs> because they got married. Damn. Brandon. The tie. Love was in the air. Damn. And you just made me realize why didn't I pick Dennis Rodman's uh, marriage instead of yeah. this one? Was it this uh, year? I think it was. I for some reason didn't. <laughs> Who did he get married to? I mean, I thought it'd be too easy. Carmen Electra, right? Yeah. They got, oh, I didn't know they married. I knew they were a thing. Married. Oh. Probably for a short period of time. Right? I would have. I would have gotten that one right too. Yeah. Well, Clyde was he still playing at this time? Uh, I don't know. Don't know. He's thirty-six at the time. Clyde the Clyde. Um. And it happened uh, December 30th. So just got it in. This was so close to being an inter-split 99, guys, but it wasn't. Just made it in. Yeah, he glided in, Dan. And um, <laughs> Clyde's sweetly nicknamed wonderful Gaynell, Bride the Glide. <laughs> Clyde the Glide and Bride the Glide, living happily ever after. Um, but in terms of this game, it's a complete draw. Ooh. Tied up again. Happens all the time on this show. But um, <laughs> how about we split from this segment? I'm going to say class dismissed. I'm going to remind you one more time that a big exam is coming up next year. So study hard, guys, or you're going to fail the whole goddamn semester. And that's it. So on to you, Brennan. Thanks for looking out. Thank you, Dave. Only uh, the best people. Only the best. <laughs> dandin, dandin. All right, so... Here we go. We're gonna do, we're gonna do a little bit of, a little bit of a few things. So, in April Fool's news, uh, food related. April Fool's 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 news. Um, you know, because we heard a couple years ago about the the Taco Bell. Uh, oh yeah prank you know about the liberty bell right mm -hmm. well this year i just you know what I'm, I'm loving hearing you know people act like it's cute that wendy's is on twitter and being sarky they've been doing these marketing things all the time in 1998 burger king on april fool's day took out a, a full page ad in in uh the usa today about the whopper designed especially for lefties um it okay. would be the same ingredients it's like socialist rotated 180 degrees uh and people swarmed the restaurants asking for the lefty whopper not realizing the joke that it was just the same thing bunch of idiots check the calendar idiots check the calendar you idiots <laughs> you dipshits the, fu the fucking crooked left <laughs> the corrupt left yeah let me guess the, the, the burger was the meat was pink <laughs> or red. Sorry, the meat was red. This is pink. No, they call them pink too, right? The leftists. Le the leftists. Lefties. Whatever. I'll do both. The meat was red. The meat was pink. 
Okay, so I'm going to play some uh, some other food clips that we have here. Uh, yum. 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 So here we have... I'm going to start calling him Chef Brandon. You serving up the food. Do it. You can do it. Here we go. <laughs> I feel like you've said that before. Like... Here's a commercial for the baby the baby bottle pop, which uh, oh classic from this year. Here we go. Great commercial. They look like babies. Hey, it's baby bottle pop. It's a baby bottle pop. Just yeah. take the pop, dip it, and shake it. Pure sugar. Lick it again. It's a baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pop. Baby bottle pops. The candy pop you lick and dip. So. First. Like <laughs> <laughs> freak at the end. Yeah. yeah. You lick and dip. This whole. This whole commercial is weird because they have kids doing it, but adults singing it. Yes. You know what I mean? It's like a weird vibe, but they're like lip syncing it. And also, it's just kind of weird that they were like marketing like baby bottle pops. Like that. Why was that? Like, it's such a weird thing. It's it's kind of an ecstasy thing, too, I think. I think like we're peak like 90s, like, right? The the pacifier is. Right. I don't know if this was, but I'm sure... It's definitely like Maybe feels kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, huh? definitely is aligned with this. You're, you're, you're di- the candy itself is insane. You're dipping it into just sugar. Sugar, like, yeah, a yeah. lollipop into sugar. Yeah, you're, it's already the candy itself has a ton of sugar in it, and you're dipping it into more sugar. <laughs> like it's it's insane. Yeah, yeah. I know some people who got deep into this. That they even started wearing diapers to school. Like they got really <laughs> deep into the whole <laughs> baby lifestyle. It's a baby battle pop. So that was that was this year. Also, we have uh, a Pepsi One commercial. Get ready to taste life oh. for the first time, people. Watch out Cuba, Cuba Gooding Jr. Then take a big swig of this new Pepsi One. This one's got it all. The most awesome cola taste. That's bigger than the wild blue yonder. But only one calorie. You want to taste one? Yeah. You want one? Yeah. You want one? Put your tray table up and prepare for takeoff, my man! Whoa! Whoa. New Pepsi One. That was exciting. So yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. and the Pepsi One commercial. What what was the point of Pepsi One? Because diet had zero, right? Yeah, but it was like if you wanted a little more (laughs) sugar, I guess. One more. If you wanted one more sugar. Yeah, but it still had that. I'm pretty sure it still had that aspartame flavor that is just bad. Yeah, that, that doesn't exist anymore, right? Pepsi One is gone. Yeah, I don't think I so. No. Yeah, I, I think yeah. it hasn't been around for a while. I, I think. I don't. I don't oh, and look at that. We have Kim Cattrall up in the thumbnail up there. Um, and w- do you guys ever? Do you guys ever drink soda anymore? I don't know anybody that drinks soda. I don't drink. No. Yeah. No, I mean, if, occasionally I'll have a a Coke or something. So our final food. Oh, commercial. I just want to real quickly like describe what happened in the the commercial. Oh, for the listeners, go ahead. Oh uh, well, I thought you would. Oh, I thought you said you you wanted to. <laughs> well, I'm saying we should. We should yeah, I guess like... we should. Yeah, it was uh, they're Cuba Gooding Jr.'s sky. They're in a plane getting ready to skydive, and uh, he throws the um, he throws the the Pepsi ones out so that they dive after them. That's their motivation, I guess, to go. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I think that was clear from the audio. I don't think we needed to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Okay, our final food commercial. Is Doug Flutie? I know this is a little bit of Dan's territory here, but we—he already mentioned the Buffalo Bills. He right. was the quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. So this oh. is f- this is for Flutie Flakes. 
What? Hi, I'm Doug Flutie, pro football player and father of an autistic child. A lot of people buy Flutie Flakes because a portion of the proceeds go to help autistic children. But there's another way you can help. Dial 1010220 when you call long distance. You can talk up to 20 minutes for only 99 cents. And every time you use it, a donation will be made to the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation. So dial 1010220, talk up to 20 minutes for only 99 cents, and help some great kids at the same time. It's a win-win situation. I wish football was this easy. <laughs> Dude. Okay, Brent, I'm so happy you brought this up because in my TV segment, I was like, I watched like a, a bit of a YouTube compilation of a bunch of commercials from okay. 1998. So many of the commercials in that time were for these sort of things. 101020, 1-800-COLLECT. This was such yeah. a big time I, for that, the phone stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a weird, weird thing. Um, what, what is the service exactly you're paying for? Like, what, what are you paying for with those? I, I don't think remember. long distance calling. I think it's just long distance call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you would get charged to call long distance. So a call collect, when you say that you're calling collect, that's the person that you're calling is going to pay because they're collect, like uh, the, they're collecting from the person you're calling. God. It's such a weird thing that we yeah, never had to deal Dude, with. We just really never glad had to, never had to deal with that. <laughs> just like a whole business around specific oh, phone yeah. calls. So yeah, just insane. Yeah. Like calling cards. Like, oh, like, oh, like, what a weird time. Yeah. <laughs> so another funny story about Flutie Flakes. I know, again, this is a little bit related to sports, but it's also related to this commercial. But so there was a controversy in a playoff game that they lost because they lost to the Dolphins, and Jimmy Johnson, the coach of the Dolphins, at the end of the game, poured Flutie Flakes on the ground and invited the team to jump on them because they crushed <laughs> Flutie in the game. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. That's insane. And, and it, But as the product was supposed to help individuals with autism, Doug Flutie was really upset uh, yeah. about the, the image of that. And so then Jimmy Johnson uh, issued an apology and then oh a couple God. years later went on Survivor. So that's the food section. So thanks, Chef Brandon. Yep. Michael Crichton didn't write a book this year. But, well, he was working on a book that comes out next year. Um, so we're not going to do a Crichton check-in, but we are going to do a Tony Award check-in because my friends here on the show seem to like the musical segment. But you know what? It was a big year for musicals. I think with Rent coming to you know prominence a few years earlier right now broadway is booming and um so some of the i'm not gonna play you know i'm just gonna play a couple clips like two maybe three clips of what was going on on the tony awards this year but this is the year of lion king on the tony awards it won best musical wow not gonna really play that because we all know lion king and you know i know dan saw and we're all familiar with that so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play that um there was a revival of sound of music that was really big there was a revival uh. of 1776 there was ragtime which is a great musical starring arthur mcdonald and brian stokes mitchell really great score for that uh, one of my favorite scores that came out this year uh and it got really underrated so the two things i'm going to play are uh i'm going to play this from scarlet pimpernel which is a really fun musical the same guy that wrote the music for jekyll and hyde wrote this I'm going to play this big production number because we like seeing some big Broadway production numbers here. I'm going to play the end of it here, the finale. Oh, yeah. Someone has to face the
God. Oh, oh. Yeah, that's Douglas Sills. He's Jeez. incredible. What a note. Incredible <laughs> singer. And um, I never, I didn't see this on Broadway, but the theater that I did shows that did this production and it's a it's a really great and funny play but the big thing aside from lion king is alan cumming which oh, i don't know right, if you guys right. remember this but these commercials were everywhere mm-hmm. the, alan cumming and cabaret I'm just going to go to the end a little bit to get some of the big production value of it. Dan, this is Nightcrawler for next time. I know Alan's coming. Just making sure. I remember seeing the commercials like before I really knew who he was, but with, like with him in the promos, like all over TV. Um, yeah, just see like he's a really dynamic performer. And uh, Dan, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie. I know Dave loves the movie. It's a great, great movie. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I, I saw Alan coming in Cabaret. Oh, you did? Cool. Yeah, I guess he did it again in the mid. 2010s i forget but i yeah. saw it with michelle williams as oh cool whoa sally bowles yeah sally bowles yeah she wasn't good <laughs> yes. oh wow <laughs> sadly and i mean i love michelle williams but you could tell she was just not really out of her element a little bit just, i'd never seen her just not wow be good and she was not really good in the the show but he was amazing he's he's been doing it for like i guess on and off for 15 years at that point but Natasha Richardson played Sally Bowles in the version we just watched, and she right. she's the one who had that like tragic death while married to Liam Neeson. Um, but yeah, like Broadway, like I said, Broadway is just booming at this time. It's um, I love it. We love uh, it here. Yeah, Rent is um, <laughs> get bent, Rent. Well, I mean, Rent might be uh, bringing it back. That it kind of helped bring it back. It brought people back, but I think the thing that I love about this era this particular era like kind of you know what i showed you with scarlet pimpernel and with the last one is like we still had like big boisterous musicals where nowadays like the orchestras have shrunk for broadway like even like the orchestrations have shrunk to being based around a band with some strings and some stuff like intertwined but like i miss like the really big like classical classic elements of like a full score and and like sure. ensemble like we really don't get that too often and when we do they don't do as well everything is just you know it's all rent and then spring awakening really like put the you know as much as i love spring awakening that really popularized that style of having a band where like someone plays a flute sometimes plays a violin you know it, where it's not just like a full orchestra um an american and, and idiot really oh, helps, american uh, idiot yeah really really it. pushed it over the edge <laughs> really? yeah um but yeah here you know it's booming so here we go. There's the musical and food segment. Bon appetit. Dandin, dandin. All right. T- 
Time to get these drama nerds out of here because it's the, it's the <laughs> yeah. sports section. All right. So we just beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> you just pushed me off my platform. Yeah. And now we're here. Out of a job. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's the sports section with Super Jock Jock Itch. <laughs> Super Jock. Here's the thing. Secretly, I really love cabaret. I'm, I'm, I'm torn because I love cabaret. I don't know what to do, but I got to talk about sports. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, sports in 1998. A lot, lot of big stuff. A lot of fun stuff this year. Um, I want to start off with um, just one of my favorite things and eras in sports. It's it's baseball. Can I and blow? I'm sorry. I got I to gotta blow the whistle. <laughs> You have to pee. I the pee break? I really have to pee. Yeah. I meant to like jump in, but then you did a really great like transition <laughs> with the jock itch, like the jock speeding up the drama nerds. <laughs> and um, but I got it. I really got to go. I'm sorry. All right, I'm gonna get jock itch right. if I don't pull the trigger here. Don't uh, don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's carry on without me. No, I think I'll pee too. Actually, wow, this is a first in show history. That I don't have to pee. Dandin, dandin. Are we back? Yeah, yeah, yeah we're back. Are we still been recording? Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you for coming back from your piss. <laughs> I took a piss. piss. I took a piss as well, and it was better than your piss. <laughs> More hydrated. Not smelly. Okay. Sports in 1998. Good year for sports. A lot of fun stuff. And I want to kick off with the sport that I personally think was probably the most exciting in 1998. And believe it or not, it's baseball. So Baseball? Just, yeah. Are, are you serious here? I know. You wouldn't think so. In the MLB, just first, just to get it out of the way, the Yankees sweep the Padres to win the World Series, continuing their okay. dominance. That is not the story of 1998, though. The story of 1998 is. is the goddamn home run race. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, uh-huh. you know, the baseball purists, the base, the baseball fans, you know, they're like, oh, steroids. Steroids are fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> steroids make baseball so much better. I don't know. It, it destroys people. It's killed people. It's caused people to, like kill themselves like with what it does mentally it's it's right. not a good thing that like to promote for children like right i can't deny those hey. things but god damn it it made baseball so much fucking fun to watch it made baseball amazing yeah it may shrink your balls but <laughs> it, it it takes care of a couple of other balls like baseballs thank okay. you I, I didn't work that wasn't that great but yes. it, you know what i'm going for i got it i got it it's Mark- you may shrink your balls, but a blast <laughs> even more balls. Yeah. I, you're having a tough time with this, but I get what you're saying, but you're still <laughs> you're, you're having a tough time. But I get what you're saying. But you, what do you, you want to say something, Brandon? I, th- I thought I saw you. I was trying to think of a, of a ball pump, but I couldn't get there. <laughs> McGuire, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, they're chasing yeah. the home run record set by Roger Maris in 1961. Uh, great movie, 61, Billy Crystal, HBO. Both men end up breaking the record. McGuire gets to 70 and Sosa with 66. It was an amazing thing to witness. These dudes were just blasting home runs, like, every game. Like, it, it was crazy to watch. Like yeah, They're blasting balls. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
that's when this is when baseball was the best. It's when it was the most fun. I think. I mean, like, just yeah. home runs constantly. I, I don't want to listen. I, I played baseball. I love baseball. I don't want to watch pitching battles. I don't care. I don't care about pitching battle. I don't care about a one nothing game. Like, I don't want to watch that. Like, I, I I like home runs. I like a lot of scoring. Yeah. Like, I that's exciting. You know, call me basic. Whatever. It's more fun. It's more fun. So. That's my take on it. I was going to play a clip of an interview with McGuire admitting to steroids. It's, too, it's way too depressing. <laughs> I was going to ask you yeah. guys, did you root for one or the other at the time? I don't think so. Not really. Um, you know, we, I'll bet being in Chicago was probably very exciting. That's Sammy Sosa. He was on the Cubs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were obviously in New Jersey, Yankee fans. Um, so no real rooting interest here. But it was still fun for baseball it was, it was pretty cool it is pretty insane watching like these these guys both really but more mcguire but both of them like get bigger throughout their careers like bigger and bigger and mcguire's like he's like older at this point and he's like pretty big like it's <laughs> interviews initially he's claiming it was all for health like it wasn't he said like he was, he was just injured a lot so he took steroids to really help not be injured and be able to play. That was what he said, which I'm sure some of that's true, but at the same time, come on, it's making you better. It's making like, it's making you have more power and hit, but like arms weren't working. They were too small. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Too small to work, but also like, yeah, but it doesn't, you still have to be good at baseball to hit home runs. Yeah. You still have to be good. It's just, it's complimentary. But I'm looking at the home run totals for that whole year. The amount of people that hit over 30 home runs, like they're definitely, it's insane. It's like over, it's like over 50 players that hit over 30 home runs that season. And it's like, there's no way. Didn't Griffey have a lot that year too? Yeah. Griffey had 56. Like the top 10 people all had over 40. So that's like, that's not normal. Like that's really like, that's, that you know, it's definitely a sign that things were rampant in the league. Yeah. Bucket smash balls. And then also in baseball that year, you add the Arizona Diamondbacks and the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. They're both new teams in baseball that year. Oh, One to yeah, National welcome League. To, oh, welcome. Tampa to the American League. Um, I think it'd be pretty nice if, if our podcast welcomed them to uh, the world. <laughs> welcome to the world. Welcome. All right. Uh, moving on for baseball. But yeah, baseball is exciting this year. Um, the Bulls win again. This is the, uh, they completed their second three-peat of the decade. That's it for the Bulls for a while. We're fucking done. We're done. That, that's yeah, it. Sick of your We're sick of your bullshit. <laughs> exactly. They won four games to two over the Jazz. Great series. Done. Tired of hearing about it. That's it. It's over. So there's that. Um, in the NFL, Super Bowl 32 in San Diego. Uh, the Denver Broncos, I think this is John Elway. The yeah. Denver Broncos, yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, beat, the Green Bay, beat the Green Bay Packers uh, in the Super Bowl. Halftime show was titled A Tribute to Motown's 40th Anniversary. And mm. it featured Boys to Men, Smokey, Smokey Robinson, Queen Latifah, Martha Reeves, and The Temptations. That sounds like a, that's a good nice. one. It's a pretty good one. Boys to Man, great. Here's an interesting one. The pregame show, narrated by actor-comedian Phil Hartman, uh, celebrated the music and history of California, because it's in San Diego. So it featured performances <laughs> by The Fifth Dimension, who was, they've been on the show in the 70s, oh, yeah. Lee Greenwood, uh, and, the Beach Boy, and The Beach Boys. It was like a celebration in California and it featured those acts. Um, okay. National Anthem was sung by Jewel. 
1998. Uh, big this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the last thing I wanted to highlight in sports is the Winter Olympics in Nagano, Japan. 1998 Winter Olympics. Um, I know Brandon was upset with me. I didn't talk much about the Summer Olympics a few years back, so I figured it would be good for me to highlight some Olympics in the 90s. Winter Olympics, Nagano, Japan. This was the first time women's, women's hockey was an event. That's pretty cool. This is also the first time snowboarding was an official medal sport mm-hmm. in, the, in the Olympics. So that was a big deal, right? So And, right. The, and this yeah. is just... It's U.S. dominance, I mean, with with snowboarding. It's, like, just a very U.S. thing. But it also delivered an Olympic-sized controversy when Canadian Ross Rebigliotti tested positive for marijuana a day after winning gold in the men's giant slalom Uh-oh. snowboarding. Tested positive for marijuana. God, what a criminal. Oh, my God. And he claimed it was from secondhand smoke. Okay. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Just very funny. Uh, The IOC initially voted to strip him of his medal, but he quickly won it back on appeal. Rightfully so. Rightfully so, of course. Uh, But, dude, got to stay clean in the Olympics. Secondhand smoke. (laughs) All right. Smoke rises and he's like up in the air, like true crazy flips and stuff. The the last thing I want to highlight in the Olympics is, um, so women's figure skating. Um, this saw a duel between uh, Michelle Kwan and yeah. Tara Lipinski, mm-hmm. where oh. Lipinski ended up winning the gold at only 15 years old, won the gold. She was the youngest woman to ever do that. But this was a wild moment in women's figure skating by a different figure skater. Her name is Surya Banali. I think it's how you say it. And this is pretty cool. So just... It's a quick clip. Make sure you're watching, paying attention here to what she does okay. here. It's a very athletic move I'm going to show you. Back oh. Okay. Did, did you see it? <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. That's Brandon, so you scary. saw it? Yeah. She did a flip backwards so, while skating. So, the, and the announcer said it. Not a move you're allowed to do. It's an illegal move. Right. The women's figure oh, skating. Really? The announcer just said it after. Illegal move. She's going to get dock points for it. That's what the announcer said. So, wild moment. Like, that's insane. What Like, what a thing. Like, a backflip on skates is... I don't know how you even do that. Like, that's just And so... landing on one foot, pretty much. Exactly. And she landed on one, on one foot. So, so she was... One at, skate, really. Right. <laughs> she was, oh, yeah. So, she, she cheated. <laughs> she was skating injured during these games in 98... And she knew the end of her Olympic career was near. So she was in sixth place oh. after the first half of the competition. So she just made the ultimate fuck it YOLO move and decided to try wow. this backflip. And she landed at landing on one skate. And the crowd went wild. Yeah. Like, in, but also if you, it's, it's hard to hear the crowd, like the, the intense, like skating crowd also gasps because they know it's not allowed. <laughs> like it's not an, a legal move. So it's like a lot of, Oh my God. God, like, or, or it was just scary um, to see. And it's scary. Like, just an insane, it, like, you're not allowed to do it, but she knew it was the end of her career. She was like, fuck it, I'm doing it. And it looked awesome, in my opinion. What a she, feeling. She's the true gold medalist. But, because that's yeah. such a crazy-ass move. wanted to highlight that, because that was one of the more insane moves and in athletic feats I've ever seen. Um, and I guess a lot. Skates. And one more thing, I've never said this before. <laughs> I... <laughs> Skates, yeah. More athletic skates. 
but spelled uh, di- like differently, like feats. All right. Um, I have a list of the highest paid athletes in 1998. Um, okay. Show me the money as um, number one. I mean, Jr. would say number one's pretty obvious. A Rod. No. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is a good guess, Brandon. Oh, oh, Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. Um, Sixty-nine million this year. Number two is F1 Motorsports champion Michael Schumacher. There's no way that number's a coincidence. Sixty-nine million. Okay, sorry, Sh- Schumacher. What do you say, Schumacher? Then, yeah, but his, he's a, a German F1 Motorsports guy. He's a number two highest paid. Oh. Thirty-eight million this year here. Oh wow. Um, so it's a big drop off from Jordan to that person, 69 to 38. Then you have Russian hockey, uh, Sergei Fedorov. I guess he's in the NHL, 29.8 million. And then number four is Tiger Woods, um, 26.8. Number five, Dale Earnhardt, NASCAR. Um, second highest, right. Second highest paid in the NBA at this, this is, uh, Grant Hill. He's number six on the oh. list, Grant Hill. Grant Hill's that high? Yeah. He's oh. a big star. Yeah. Good player. Um, number seven right. is Oscar what? De La Hoya, boxing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Eight is Patrick Ewing on the Knicks. Okay. Right. Nine is Arnold Palmer, golf. Oh. And 10 is Gary Sheffield, baseball. Gary Sheffield from baseball. Yeah. Wow. 17 million. So, yeah, that's like a fun thing. I know I never read that what before. The but, fuck? um,. That's a world best paid athletes list for 1998. And uh, that was sports with your French sportscaster, Jacques H. I'm going to go watch Cabaret because I love it. <laughs> wow. Show me the money. Did that inspire you to do that? Of course. Dandin, dandin. All right. So let's, um, let's skate on over with our skates to fashion news. And, um, Hey, if you're wearing skates, that's a pretty big fashion statement in my eyes. We're going to be skating off the catwalk and going to back behind the cat desk where I reside (laughs) and speak my mind. Uh, So fashion your pants belts because we're going to do something pretty fierce this year. In honor of Joan and Melissa Rivers, guys, I'm a little upset with myself that I didn't mention their names yet uh they cover the red carpet award shows for e during this era you remember this stuff classic of yeah, course yeah. joan yeah. joan did it for a long time right uh, i mean this is when she started doing it i yeah. believe uh with her daughter melissa famous comedian joan and her daughter melissa in honor of them because they started doing it in the mid 90s uh we're gonna amp up the fierceness this year in fashion news we have to wow it's gloves off baby and um this is how we're going to do that. At the end of each news item I read, I want you to to simply vote to either charge this news item to your credit card or charge this news item to your shredded discard. Okay. And I have one of those um, square card readers on my cat desk and a copy of each of your guys' credit cards and shredded discards so these transactions and non-transactions should go quite smoothly so no worries on that end i got that covered all i need from you is to say charge it to my credit card or charge it to my strategy dis- discard <laughs> <laughs> all right we have a bunch of really great news items 
let's rock i'm gonna share my screen and um yes you can follow along with these visual images and i will release those images onto instagram um at dan and brave presents so you can follow along on instagram as we do this on the air here we go news item one remember credit or shred it yeah in 1998, this very year, the Wall Street Journal called Italian clothing brand Diesel the label of the moment. And I have here pictured the wrestler Diesel, real name Kevin Nash, because a few years back I meant to show him for an image when I was bringing up the Italian brand Diesel, but I never did it. So this is my like redemption to show this image of Diesel the wrestler. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, Wall Street Journal called the clothing brand Diesel the label of the moment. That's pretty big. But my advice to Diesel is to be careful. Sometimes labels can get wet and end up peeling off, you know? So stay dry. That's my advice for Diesel, the label of the moment, according to Wall Street Journal. Guys, is it a credit or is it a shredit? Credit. Cha-ching? Cha-ching. Swipe me. All right, I'm swiping you in right now on my square card reader. Well, what does each mean again? It's just like a you like it or you don't like it. Oh, okay. It. <laughs> it's not like a true or false. I thought for a second it was like no. true, like you're making it up, like no. a true or false thing. Okay. We're just being like more fierce. We're just having um, fun. Di- yeah. Diesel is shred it. Yeah, okay, shred it. All right. So one cred, one shred. I think I'll, uh, eh, I'll shred it too. Fuck it. <laughs> Fuck diesel. All right, so next news item. This is fun. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm crediting right. I'm crediting Diesel because the his match against Shawn Michaels was one of the most entertaining matches of that era. I used to watch it over and over and over again. So I'm I'm giving him I'm giving him credit. Give it up to Diesel. Next news item is this: Oliver Power Grant, a Wu Tang Clan associate, as well as the lead person in charge of Wu Tang Clothing Offshoot brand, will wear. Uh, says he earned $10 million in 1998 because of sales of Wu Wear clothing pieces. So that's that's a lot of money, 10 mil. Um, unfortunately, at the same time, Wu Tang's powdered drink company, Wu Tang Tang, wasn't as successful for the clan. <laughs> Wu Tang Tang <laughs> did not uh, sell well, but Damn. Wu Tang Wu Wear was, was a hit. All right, guys, is it a credit or a shred it? <laughs> I say sh- shred it to the tang. Okay. Credit for RZA. And yeah, that's all. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Similarly, credit for Wu Wear, credit for uh, Wu, uh, the tang tang. Wu tang tang? Yeah. Okay. Good enough. I am. I am. I say shred it all. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like Wu Bear? Um, I heard that it's actually poorly made. Like, Method Man's like, I'm not going to wear that shit. <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. I read that. that <laughs> Method Man's like, I'm ne- I never wear that shit. Oh, uh, you kept out that, that part of the story for us. You made us look like fools. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all part of the game. Next news item. Sorry, not snooze item. News item. Oh, so we're, talking, news. we're talking snooze? News item is... This, the Gucci Genius Jeans. Gucci Genius. Yeah, one could say Gucci Genius, but they decided to just go Genius Jeans by Gucci. <laughs> uh, those jeans broke 
the record of the most expensive pair of jeans ever. These jeans were distressed, ripped, and covered with African beads and were for sale for $3,134. Oh my God. Um, yeah. Genius jeans, huh? Yeah, because only a real smarty pants would pay that much for a pair of denim slacks. <laughs> Genius jeans, smarty pants. It looks like it's spelled Guinness, though. Oh, really? Like, if, if, if what you have is the actual spelling of it. Oh, geek. Oh, no, because it made the Guinness World Records. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But it is genius. Okay. So if you were going to charge this to your credit card, it would be $3,134. Jeez. Shred that shit. Shred that shit. Yeah, they don't look that cool. May as well shred the money. That's that's what that's the same. You're throwing your money away. Yeah. May as well shred it. You're yeah. throwing your money away. Yeah. But they got into Guinness. Very cool. All right. Next news item. The Star-Spangled Banner, the original 1813 flag that inspired Francis Scott Key to write the national anthem, was preserved by a 10 million contribution to save America's treasure from fashion world's Polo Ralph Lauren in 1998. Um, The flag was then unveiled 10 years later on Wednesday, November 19, 2008, in the new gallery at the Smithsonian National Museum of American history in DC. And, um, you know, the lyrics, Oh Say Can You See, took on a new, deeper meaning when you could literally, Oh Say You Saw, this national treasure in the flesh at the Smithsonian. What do you think, guys? Um, Shredder cred. Well, flag effacing is a crime, and it was a topic of a of a West Wing episode where they had to question if they should support a bill about shredding the flag or burning the flag. So I'm going to say shred it. Yeah. Fuck it, shred it. Wait, it's not a crime, right? I think it is to deface a, deface a flag, isn't it? I thought it's like part of um, your freedom of speech too. do it. I don't, I don't know, actually. I haven't considered uh, defacing a flag, so I haven't really had the desire to look it up. I think it's in your right to do it. All right, well, fuck it, shred it. I say fuck it, shred it as well. Um, this next news item I forgot to get the picture for. I'm sorry. Wait, oh, Dave. so now this is going to be like Diesel that's going to show up in the next <laughs> year segment. Wait, Dave, are you credit or shred it for the flag? Um, shred it. Freedom of speech. Okay. No, I don't know. It's a. No, I don't care that much. Shred it. 10 milf just to preserve a flag? It's a lot. More like 10 um, milf. What? <laughs> More like 10 milf? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> More like 10 milf? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess <laughs> I guess true. Listen, it's just right. my it's just my job to do word association. It doesn't have to make sense. That's part <laughs> of my role here. Self, it, keeps me, it, keeps me, it keeps me engaged in the show. Okay. Well, uh, it, it does help when it makes some <laughs> semblance of sense. <laughs> okay. Come, come the Garcon. You know that one? Yeah. Come the Garcons. No. <laughs> no, I don't. It's I a, don't. Uh, company in the fashion world. Their first ever anti perfume. That's right. Anti perfume. The Odeur. 53 was released this year in 1998. The anti-perfume is a blend of 53 non-traditional notes to create a modern and striking scent, they say. And some of these notes are oxygen, 
flash of metal, wash, wash dying in the wind, mineral carbon, sand dunes, nail polish, cellulose, what? pure air of the high mountains, burnt rubber, and flaming rock, among others. Oh my God. What? It sounds like you would like die if you smelled that. Like. It sounds like a st- Stefan. What's is his name? Stefan. In what? Urkel and Phantom Matters. No, no. The, the the dude that Bill Hader plays in uh Oh uh, yeah, Stefan. On SNL. Yeah. It sounds like a, a, a bit he would do. That it does. Um, yeah. Yeah. Director John Waters and architect Stephen Alish both wear the fragrance. And you know the sad thing is that it's called an anti-perfume, but that doesn't mean you're able to anti-smell it when someone around you has it on. So it doesn't work both ways, it seems, the anti-thing. Okay, that's sad, but what do you guys say? Do you want to charge it to your credit card, or do you want to charge it to your discredit card? Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to credit the item. I'm going to discredit you for not getting the picture up. That's fair. Yeah, I, I would like to discredit both. I don't want that anywhere near me. I feel like it sounds dangerous. Burning burning rubber scent? No. That's not I'm work. really curious about how it smells, honestly. I want to go to a, a Macy's and get it sprayed on me. <laughs> That's interesting. 53 non-traditional notes. Hmm. Okay, next one. Sean John... The privately held fashion lifestyle company created by music mogul Sean Combs debuts with a men's sportswear collection for the spring 1998 season. So, Sean John is upon us, and contrary to the world's widespread expectation for the clothing line, it turned out most of the clothes weren't really that puffy at all. You think so, but no, not the case. Do you guys own any Sean John? Never did. No. I wonder if I did. I feel like I'd have like <laughs> a, a sweatshirt that's Sean John. Anyway, do you guys credit this or do you want to shred it? Because it's a big debut for the fashion world. Shred it. Oh. oh. You know, I think it's one of those things where it's unavoidable and I don't have a choice. It's credit. <laughs> it, was, it was everywhere. Yeah. I think it's still is it still around. Yeah, yeah. And this next story is quite obviously the biggest story ever delivered on the fashion news segment of all time, and it is bound to change the lives and careers of many of us here in the fashion community. Because in 1998, Time Magazine declared the end of the supermodel era. I can't believe it. It's fucking done. Man, we've talked so much about it. Yeah. The Big Five, and I have a little quote from Time, from the article that Time declared this. They wrote, The six officially anointed supermodels in the fashion world, this is actually accepted as fact. Christy Turlington, Naomi Campbell, Linda Evangelista, Dan, Cindy Crawford, (laughs) Claudia Schiffer, and Kate Moss have faded. Moss, Campbell, and Schiffer only bothered to walk one catwalk each at last month's Milan fashion shows. Evangelisa has retired and broke up with Comic-Con. And Turlington is a student at 
New York University. Crawford, after co-starring in one bad Hollywood film, is trying to be a TV star, but her recent ABC special, Sex with Cindy Crawford, came in last in the ratings for its time period. Whoa. Mm, damn. So, let me get this right. Super Soakers, still in. Superheroes, still in. <laughs> Super Mario, still in. But Supermodels out? Honey, I'll never understand. <laughs> <laughs> so, is this a credit or a shredit? Because I know for me, it's a big, big shredit. I can't believe it's over. You know, it's the biggest thing that happened in the fashion world maybe ever. Definitely for the 90s. It's sad. Shred it. Not ready to say goodbye to the 90s, and they're a big part of it. Shred it. I don't want to say goodbye. Uh, I mean, it really is like making it more obvious that we only have two years left of this beautiful decade. <sighs> and this year itself is coming to a close pretty soon. Just one more hour or so. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. And lastly, I wanted to report a fashion news missed opportunity. You can put your credit cards away, guys. This is just me pretty much apologizing. Because um, I forgot to mention a big fashion news item last year. I forgot to mention that last year, the Heaven's Gate cult all wore the Nike Decade running sneakers for its earth-shattering mass suicide. <laughs> it was a B.I.G. fashion omission uh, on my part, and I apologize for that today. Apology considered. <laughs> and with that great somber note, I'm going to pass it on over to uh, Brandon's final main segment meow chow dandin dandin thank you dave uh apology considered as i said um yeah we'll get back to you on that <laughs> considered yeah please forgive me please um by next year please do uh get get your popcorn turn your phone off get your soda mixed from the machine where you can make any combination you want but it doesn't actually taste like the real thing because it's just using syrups that mimic the real thing so if you're trying to get a cherry coke it's not going to be the real thing uh get your candy you know make out with your middle school significant other uh while while you're <laughs> while you're in middle school while you're while in while you're in your 30s in middle school. What I'm, the saying, fuck? I'm saying like this is what it was like in the 90s oh okay <laughs> yeah like this is what it <laughs> bring your child companion to the theater uh, okay <laughs> you know yikes this is a scandal is that, <laughs> it's Maybe well wait maybe we should go in this direction with the podcast maybe try and get those kind of <laughs> maybe try and get yeah. those kind of people listening yeah 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 they don't only really have a podcast for them <laughs> <laughs> all right so here we go let's talk about some movie crap let's do the top movies of the year guys what's the number one movie of 1998 at the box office Arma fucking getting Armageddon it on and is it really? is, yeah that is correct of course it is 53 million Armageddon fun movie great cast uh, better song uh, <laughs> you know, a great episode of this podcast uh, yet the, to air the best vault yeah. the best vaulted episode of the podcast right yeah 
um, the dandies. The, Disney was the distributor of uh, you know this movie, so maybe it's maybe our episode is in the Disney vault, and that's why it's not <laughs> released oh. right now. Damn it! it, it um, really, Disney? Yep. Damn. Famously, famous. Uh, uh, I, I I've yet to witness it, um, but there is a a commentary track which apparently Ben Affleck is hilarious on. He's like making fun of everybody and Michael Bay. And as a new found fan of the Ben Affleck persona and lifestyle, I would like to uh, watch that commentary soon. <laughs> um, okay, number two at the box office. Was this mm. Batman Batman and Robin? No, it's probably not even no. in the top five. No, that was last year. Was Batman and Robin last year? Yeah, I just looked it up. I looked it up before. I didn't say anything, though. When was Batman Forever? 95. 95. Ah, Okay. Damn, let me think, let me think, man. Dante's Peak? There's something about Mary? I know that's this year. That's number it's four. Top ten. That's number four. Oh, yeah, wow. Big, Big movie. movie. Big movie. Smash hit. No. $369 million. That's insane for a comedy. That made 369 mil? Yeah, worldwide. Huge. Oh, that's, that's, a, that's an absolute smash yeah. hit for a comedy. That's like, crazy. That's, in, yeah. that's insane. Uh, I, I don't know. I wonder if that's the best performing one until The Hangover. Like, that's crazy. Wouldn't be, su- yeah. wouldn't be surprised, yeah. I don't know if we've had any, like, comedies in the top five, really, over the course of this decade. Maybe a few, but not many. Yeah. Um, what else came out in 98? Uh, give, us, give us a hint, Shakespeare, Shakespeare in Love is this year, I think. Shakespeare in Love, number nine. Okay. Really? Okay. Whoa. Also big. Hmm. Deep Impact? Was it the year before? <laughs> uh, yeah, number six. Ah, okay. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay, so here we go. Number two, big director, a uh, huge director, a movie... Oh, Saving Private Ryan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah of course. Two. Yeah. A movie that I, in retros, uh, in in terms of watching it recently, have some issues with. Uh, that's Interesting. Another, oh another man. Show. Love to talk it's, about it. That's one of my favorites. It's a thing. Another thing we can talk about. The movie is impeccably made. It's one of the greatest. It's just so incredibly made. It's just a little bit of would have probably been in better hands. The better movie that year. Uh, it was mm. the Thin Red Line, the uh, the war movie. It's just ah um, uh, with the director I don't like, right? Yeah, Terrence, Terrence Malick. Malick. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I never saw that better. one. Uh, it's 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 excellent. Number three, a movie that if Dan were recording this podcast in 1998, he would say, "I'm excited for this movie," and because he said it today, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I talked about Batman and Robin before. Talked about Zelda. Oh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Matthew Broderick. Right. Where they make Godzilla a dinosaur and not Godzilla. Um. (laughs) I saw that for my birthday party in theaters. We did like a movie theater birthday party with friends and went to go see this Godzilla. Scary. I think we were very loud and like adults watching it behind us were like very pissed. In the theater, <laughs> I remember that. My my dad and my stepmom must have just gotten married, pretty recently to this year. I would say they got married in '97, and one of the traditions we would do when I would go there on the weekends would we we would go to the the video store, and I would pick a movie, my dad would pick a movie, and my stepmom would pick a movie, 
we would push the couches in the living room together and like all lay in the couches and watch three movies and I could stay up all night like with the dog and Godzilla was one of the ones that was what I picked and so that's like my memory associated with that movie <laughs> is that that was like Very I think cool. the first time that we did that so it's good memory it's not good no <clears throat> yeah not a good movie no but like they literally turn Godzilla into a dinosaur like it's not Godzilla right he's not a fucking dino guys yeah okay. he's a guy he's a fucking Godzilla yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's because of nuclear. It's a nuclear thing. This nuclear thing, it's not a prehistoric thing. Yeah. Number five is uh animated feature. Oh. We've said did we say Hercules already? We did, right? A Bug's Life? A Bug's Life. Ah, right, of course. Which I've not seen in a very long time. Yeah. Um, same. So that's that's your top same. five. Number six was Deep Impact. Number seven, Mulan. Number eight. Dr. Doolittle, number nine, Shakespeare in Love, you said, and number 10, Lethal Weapon 4. Ah, great. <laughs> uh, Tony Scott check-in. You know, it's been a little while since we had Tony Scott check-in. Uh, How this, is he? Uh, he's, he's pumping it out. This is Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman and Will Smith. Right. Um, good one. On the lower end of my Tony Scott uh, ranking, but it's still a, a, a fun movie. So that's the Tony Scott check-in. And, uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of really good movies this year. This is uh, the year of Out of Sight, Steven Soderbergh movie with um, with uh, George Clooney and J-Lo. Do you know that? I know it. I do yeah. not. No, I never saw this one. Don't know this one. Uh, it's such a good movie. Love that movie. Uh, what else was this year? Rounders is this year. Such a watchable movie. Oh, my brother uh, loves that movie. I love that movie. Matt Damon and Edward Norton. Um, a Simple Plan, same Raimi, Sam Raimi movie. Ah, seen it. Basically doing like a Coen Brothers thing because they were like really good friends. Big Lebowski is this year. Classic. American oh, Hi yeah. American History X, Great. Truman Show, uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels, all, Rushmore. All, all really good. Wow. Yeah, Rush, Rushmore. Uh, Blade. Um, oh, man. We got right. Blade. Love Blade. Weddings, the Wedding Singer. Um, yep, great. Pi, Darren Aronofsky. Oh, Ronin. John Frankenheimer movie. Have you ever seen Ronin with Robert De Niro? Uh, no. One of the best car chases. It's such a good movie. Rush Hour comes out. Great. Uh, the first Christopher Nolan movie following. Um, yeah, and Ringu. He oh he got game. Spike Lee, my oh. like, second second favorite oh, Spike Lee movie. Fantastic. Yeah, one of my favorites for a while. I love that movie so much. Yeah, really, really, really good year. Um, I could keep going. It's just like constant, constant good stuff. The the last thing that I wanted to mention uh, was Simon Birch. Oh yeah, Simon Birch. Oh my <laughs> god, that fucking movie. How can you not bring it up? Um, big movie in our high year. school. Big movie in our high school. Yeah, definitely. I've seen it like five times in school. Yeah. This is the year that uh, Shakespeare in Love, you know, won Best Picture over um, Saving Private Ryan. Over Saving Private Ryan and The Thin Red Line, Life Is Beautiful, and Elizabeth. And like, I feel like there were like a, there was a ten-year window where it was like seen as one of the worst upsets of all time. I think it's coming back around. It's a movie I would like to re-examine because I've heard some people that I like say it's actually like really fun and good and kind of interesting that it won back then based on what the movie is. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I've seen it a lot. Uh, so I definitely want to revisit it um, and see if it holds up. I never saw that one. Um, yeah. Gwyneth? Is that Gwyneth? 
Yeah, Gwyneth and Ben Affleck and uh, right. okay. yeah. Joe, Joe Fiennes. Um, I remember, like, that was, like, when I started becoming aware of the Oscars, because I remember right. when that won. But I was too young to watch that movie. So I might watch that this weekend. I'm going to – I definitely want to recheck that. Because I always liked it, and I because I was young, and I just thought it was fun. Uh, and then I heard people say that it was bad, so I, I just I don't know what to think of it because I haven't seen it in forever. So I'm going to re-examine that. But uh, So that's the movie segment of the year. Good year for movies. Dandin, dandin. All right. Thank you, Brandonian. Always love the movie segment, always. But um, stay here. Don't leave yet. Long show, but don't change the Daniel. Oh, he said it. He said the thing. Dude, we're st- I'm sick of staring at a screen for this long. Just watch the movies. Don't care. And I don't bargain. Don't change the Daniel. Uh, but we're not in the movie segment anymore, so I can't say that. Uh, it's Danny's TV segment. So we always kick things off with Entertainment Weekly's best TV shows of each year that they like to list. I always like to go through them all each time. We've, uh, we've had Roseanne. We've had NYPD Blue. We've had Seinfeld. We've had yes. I, ER. We've had Larry Sanders show. What do you think it was in 1998, according to Entertainment Weekly's best TV shows? We had best? Oh, we had King of the Hill last year. Oh, right, King yeah. of the Hill. Yeah. Best is the best. Yeah, best, according to Entertainment Weekly. Best in 1998. I know Sex in the City comes out this year. Is it that? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that is one of the big debuts this year, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's considered the best. So usually it's like, it's not the first year of a show. It's always like a, a show a few years in. Sometime. I mean, King of the Hill was the first year last year. Oh, um, you're fuck. Sometimes it can be. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's the Entertainment Weekly list. Uh, the number one show ratings-wise, no surprise, 1998. Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Um, Finale. Right. So that's the number one show ratings-wise. Uh, we got a few things here. Well, really, it's really most most of it's revolving around one thing. But I mean, hundred greatest moments in television list, also according to Entertainment Weekly. I mean, do you guys know what it is? Like huge, huge TV thing this year. The finale of Seinfeld. It was big. It was the, one of the best. Not on not on this list. <laughs> believe it or not, not on this list. No, no, no. Even no, uh, um, way bigger. Even bigger. Bigger deal than that. Bigger. Yeah. Oh, is it Clinton? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I was just gonna say I was gonna That's make I was yeah. honestly gonna make a joke like the blowjob tape or something. Uh, right. I was, I was trying to make some Clinton reference. I didn't realize it was gonna be the answer. Is this dipping into a segment of yours, Dave? By ch- like, yeah, it's mm-hmm, you're dipping in with a cigar. All right, I I can move on, but I mean, yeah, the star report is released this year, and that's like a huge yeah. DP uh, for all the stars, the biggest stars. Uh, <laughs> right. um, found. So yeah, so there's that impeachment, and then also a bombing of uh, it all happened this year, like a um, capital. No, it was um, no. Okay. Oh, uh, oh, Iraq. It was Iraq. He yeah. bombed Iraq. Yeah, yeah. And people said it was a, actually a distraction. From <laughs> yeah, just the controversy. Insane. With, yeah, with Clinton and exactly. Lewinsky. So, yeah, that's like the biggest stuff really happening on television. But then also, I said it already, Mark McGuire hitting the number 62 home run and breaking the record. Oh, that's that's right. on this list, too. Really yeah. big TV moment. So debuts, 
this year in television. We've got a lot. And I know, Dave, you like to make comments about each one. I'll let you do that. Uh, but I have quite a bit. So Okay. I'll try to keep the chiming you to a minimum. Yeah, but I, li- I like when you do it, though. Okay, and, well, let's do it. And Brandon, too. Um, okay. Chime in. Okay. Dawson's Creek on the WB. Okay. Um, I would watch it from, a, from afar. My sister watched it. Older sister. Is it the kid? It for her age group. It's not the Free Willy kid, right? Not the same kid? Uh, James Vanderbeek. It's Vanderbeek. And J- Joshua Jackson. Is, and so I always thought Joshua Jackson was the kid from Free Willy, but it's not, right? No. I don't know. No, not that. I don't know. Not the kid in Free Willy. He's, no? like, he's okay. like not in anything else. The kid from Free Willy. Okay. Well, you guys, this is a show with Michelle Williams, who I saw on Broadway when she did a bad job playing Sally Bowles. <laughs> <laughs> and we ju- and we just talked about Paula Cole. Paula Cole. Yeah. Which I was going to bring up. Do, 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 do. And do, 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 do. Uh, oh. What's going on? She loves the doo doo shit. She loves that, yeah. You know, it's kind of funny seeing what's on the WB currently, and then Dawson's Creek comes on and is the whitest show. That's true. Yeah, I think about that. It really shifted gears here. I've never seen it. I don't know anything about it. But go ahead, keep going. Okay, Fox and Friends on Fox News debuts in 1990. Oh. <laughs> I always watch it with my friends. I think it's still on. I think Fox and Friends is still on. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, Probably. Power Rangers in Space. Um, <laughs> you've got Bug Juice on the Disney Channel. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that. Bug Juice was um, a reality show. Yes. With campers. And kids oh. at a summer camp. Kids at like a sleepaway camp. But they were yeah. like they were like middle school age, so it was like and really interesting. It was starting to get into like um, early relationships, you know, romantic feelings, first relationships. relationships. Yeah, like girlfriend, boyfriend. But they were like 11, 12, 13 years old, like these kids. So like, yeah, it was um, like the real world for for kids. Kind of creepy, maybe. <laughs> it's kind of creepy, yeah. but, I, but yeah. I was young enough. I was into that show. It was interesting. Yeah, to me. And a great theme song too from the Bug Juice. It doesn't come in a jar. Bug Juice. I don't remember. Okay. That's when um Disney Channel started getting real. Was it Disney Channel? Yeah. Um, it was right. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's starting to like really. That was the real shit they ever yeah, did. Really to appeal to like not just like super little kids. Like yeah, you kind they kind of grow up with us like Disney Channel. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Okay, uh, two guys, a girl, in a pizza place on ABC. I, yeah, I saw it and I uh, never watched it. I ate pizza at the time. I just remember that title. I don't know. I don't know what. I remember the title, be it. I never saw yeah. it. Yeah, thank you, Dave. Um, <laughs> okay, I great. What it's about <laughs> uh, MTV True Life classic. True Life on MTV. Oh, of course, yeah. amazing, amazing. Do- uh, one of the best shows on MTV of all yeah, time. Yeah, great documentary series. Um, OCD, right? Um, yeah. I have other issues. <laughs> I think they might have done a steroids one. Yeah, they did. I saw that one. Because I remember yeah. the guy had his girlfriend give him a shot of steroids in his ass. <laughs> Ouch. A lot of good stuff. Um, true life. Okay, World's Wildest Police Videos on Fox. Definitely watch this. Oh, remember people would say like it was almost like early meme structure? True life, da-da-da. As a joke. Do you remember this at all? Kind of, yeah. True life, I'm frozen. Yeah, yeah, in a, yeah. In a... In a fridge. Yes. <laughs> in a fridge? I don't know. I couldn't think of one. Okay. <laughs> that made sense. What? How did, how did that happen? All right. So 
I think it's just as good as uh, 10 MILF. Yeah, but at least <laughs> you had an opportunity to make sense, and you did it. Okay. Um, I got a lot here. I said world's wildest pol- police videos on Fox. Is that just to compete with cops, or is it on the same network as cops? Uh, same network, both Fox. Bam boys, bam boys. Very so why couldn't thing. they just... They both, they're both on Fox? Like, yeah, both so Fox. Weird. more cop shit. Yeah. Reality cop shit. Okay. Wow. Uh, Cat Dog on Nickelodeon. Yeah. A show that I liked that when I tried watching, like in college, it was dog shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brandon, I think you mentioned this last year, but this year is it says Teletubbies. Yeah, Teletubbies came to the U.S. in 98. Ah, okay. Yeah. Man, got it. it. It was a British show, so it started in, in the U.K. Got it. Got it. We, we got it over here in 98. Got it. Okay. Uh, Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Great. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Watch that so much yeah this it, it was really fun that was the real death because i watched it to death that was a real celebrity death all right i, I loved i loved that show yeah no me too i would look you sl- yeah i loved it i fucking watched it to celebrity death i used to look forward to it. i'm ignoring you dave um you have si- it, it's kind of like fucked up it was like britney spears versus christine aguilera and then yeah. like one of them would rip the other one's heads off and yeah like it was stomp it it was claymation it was, it was great Kind of a fucked up show on, in retro. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Say what karaoke on MTV. Oh. Yeah, that was cool. I loved that show. Dave Holmes was the host, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was good. Wasn't it like um, the Spring Breakers getting wasted and doing karaoke on stage, right? That was they did in like in front of a big audience. They did like a Spring Break special. That wasn't it all the yeah. time though. But they oh, had, wasn't it all the they time. They had okay. an in studio version. Gotcha. Like, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. I definitely remember the spring break stuff, though. Yeah. MTV would do that every year. Um, the challenge starts on MTV this year. Okay. Big thing that I never got into. I watched a little yeah. bit like Road Watch Rules it. versus like the like different. I watched some iterations of it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I wish I, wish I would have kept up with it because it was amazing. It, it was, was called amazing. The Challenge yeah. that early? Yeah, maybe. No. Well, no. this show. Road Rules versus. It w- Yes, that's what it was Real called. World. That's well, what it was called then. There's a show called The Challenge that premieres on MTV this uh, year. I think it evolved into that though. That's what I thought. Because I definitely saw what I'm saying. What you guys are saying is World Rules versus Real World. That's what I thought too. But I, and the Wikipedia list just said The Challenge. Maybe that is what. Maybe it is Road Rules versus Real World. And then of course Sex in the City and HBO, as Dave said. Um, yeah. Dave's being a real Samantha. I've been watching that uh, a lot lately. Uh, Leslie watches it at too. Night. Yeah, I watch an episode and I go to sleep. It's 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 kind of, it's funny sometimes. It's not that good, but no, the thing it is, isn't. it's so nostalgic. It's like yeah. so so nostalgic that it just brings me back to the era where I was like, I kind of was aware of the show, but it was too scandalous to watch. So now I'm finally old enough to watch it. Right. I've never seen it, like at, at all. I've I've watched a few episodes. Um, yeah, it's really not that great of a show. It's just completely all nostalgia power. Right. You've got uh, Who's Lines It Anyway on ABC. Oh, great! Classic, yeah, classic, amazing. Wayne Brady, my hero. That '70s show. Yeah, great show too. You're huge. Didn't watch it. Great sitcom, Kelso. Right. Um, Famous story of uh, M- Mila Kunis at the audition lied about her age so she could get the part. Right. She uh-huh. was like 12, and she <laughs> her part was 18 or something. <laughs> she was 12? In reality, she was, what, 14? She was like 15 or 16, I think. Yeah. All right. 
Cousin Skeeter on Nick premiered. Oh my god! And Nickelodeon. Oh, the puppet. I loved Cousin the Skeeter. The puppet show. Yeah. The the cousin Skeeter was was a puppet. He was a and puppet. Everybody else was yeah. human. Yep. Yep. Well, I had I had such a crush on Megan Good on that show. Meg, oh. Megan Good. No, I don't, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember her. I didn't really watch it. I was aware of it. Uh, Wild Thornberries on Nickelodeon. Uh, it wasn't oh, good. Little... Wild Thornberries wasn't good. It was past my day. I didn't like that show. Yeah. It was past my day watching that kind of shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Animorphs, the, the show on Nickelodeon. Oh, my God. That I was loved, my show. I loved that show. That yep. was my book. I love those books. books, too. Yeah. I mean, but the show of shows on MTV, Total Request Live, was this year. Oh, a debut this yeah, year. Yeah. Huge. Of course. Huge. Yeah. We'd go home and watch this every day. Me, yep. too. King of Queens on CBS <laughs> was on for a while. Um, King of Queens was this early. Yeah, premiered this year. Kevin James. Kevin James. Pat wow. Pat Oswalt's on there. You've got Felicity on the WB this year. Felicity. Yeah, my sister loved that show. My older sister yeah, so, and I would watch it with her. Yeah. So again, WB had like the Wayans Brothers, the Jamie yeah. Foxx show, and it switches to Dawson's Creek and Felicity this year. Wow. I didn't really pick up on that. World's Will- getting wider on, TV, <laughs> on WB. Will and Grace on NBC. Yeah. Classic show. Totally. Kind of like Seinfeld ends and Will and Grace comes in and becomes like, I, th- I think that's how it went. It kind of became like the next big show on, on NBC pretty much at that time. Well, I guess Friends is still on, but yeah. Charmed on the WB, another white show. Okay. Famous Jet Jackson on Disney. Yeah. He died. That guy uh, died. Yeah. Like um, Ten years ago, he, one of the heroes of Dan and Bray presents Becker on CBS <laughs> premieres. <laughs> yeah, Becker, Be- Becker, <laughs> what's up, Becker? All right, um, <laughs> uh, gotta go home and watch Becker. <laughs> okay, Powerpuff Girls on Cartoon Network, classic, amazing show. That was the best of like those type of cartoons, I think. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, Comedy Central presents the showcase for stand up on Comedy yeah. Central. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched. Then um, <laughs> you have a couple shows that return to TV. I think Kids Say the Darndest Things, which I think might have been Bill Cosby, but it came, yeah. it came back to CBS. I don't know if it was him. I don't know. And Sa- Sailor was. Moon. He was there. Sailor Moon came back uh, and came on Toonami. I remember when oh, Sailor Moon yeah. came back. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And then you also get this. My sister also watched that show. Same deal. Right. I would watch it because she watched it. And then you also get Disney Channel original movies this year. Halloween Town. Uh, That's a major uh, one. Brink. I love that one. Brink. Big one. Brink. What? Oh, my Brink. God. Skate watch culture is thriving. Team Pup and Suds. Um, and then uh, You Lucky Dog was another one. Right. Don't know uh, it. All right. And then finales now. Um, not as many, but there's a good amount. We say goodbye to Gullah Gullah Island. We say goodbye mm-hmm. to, to Spider-Man. Goodbye. Bobby's World is gone. Oh, yeah. Um, the Howie, yeah. Howie Mandel one. That one was actually on for a while. That was on longer than I thought. Um, yeah, that, yeah. what the hell? I used to watch that when I was really little. Yeah. Like a baby, I feel like. Murphy Brown, that was on for a long time. That ended this year. Oh. Then, then it came back in 2018. Never um, noticed it when it was on. Right. Yeah, yeah. me neither. Um, Larry Sanders show ends this year. Right. Uh, Geraldo which was on for a long time, his show, his like talk show that ended. Really? Yeah, Geraldo. Bill Nye the Science Guy ends oh, yeah. this year. Step by Step. Made learning fun, huh? 
He did. Step by Step ends this year. That was on for a long time. Sucked. <laughs> yeah, never watched it. <laughs> uh, Family Matters ends in 98. Done. Also sucks. Uh, Ellen. But it's a classic. It's a, it's a classic that sucks for sure. <laughs> I don't think it does. It suck. I think Family Matters is not bad. I just can't imagine what they did on every episode. Like thinking about it now, like what the hell was that show about? Family Matters. Steve man. would no. Steve Urkel would always like do something outrageous, and it'd always be like a disaster, and then it would work out in the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ellen, which we talked about, we talked about that show right. that that ended this year. Her uh, sitcom. Um, the RuPaul show comes to an end this year. Wishbone, sadly, comes to an end. The dog gets Bye. run. Dog gets yeah. run over. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Animaniacs. That's a big one that comes to an end yeah. this year. Yeah. Came back mm-hmm. actually in 2020. Kind of aged out of it. Uh, Pinky and the Brain had their own spinoff show that ended in 98. Really? Yeah. Along with Animaniacs, same year. Yeah. And Goosebumps, the show, comes to an end this year. Not scary anymore. It wasn't scary anymore. Uh, Power Rangers in Space premiered <laughs> and ended in the same year. Uh, it got quickly canceled. Uh, Mr. Show with Bob and David, that's done in 98. It's a big one for people. And then, of course, Seinfeld, the finale uh, of finales, um, the underwhelming finale, right? Right. The, 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 <laughs> one the of only not good episode on all of Seinfeld? Uh, the first season isn't that good of Seinfeld. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Really? Uh, even like first, even like first two seasons get a little rough. Yeah, but after hundreds of really great episodes, the last one is yeah. shitty. I, but the thing is, I never thought it was that shitty. I thought it was kind of fun. I don't know. But I guess you're right. It's not that bad. I I changed my my mind. But you know. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> See well, how much less work you have to put into Judge Brave to convince Dave, Dan. You just have to <laughs> s- s- say it pretty simply. And um, long episode. It always is. Whatever we're doing it. We're talking about fun- not helping. We're talking about fun stuff. But I mean, I'm not leaving television in 1998. I promised I would come back to it. Oh I mean, hell I mean, yeah! I mean, come on. We got hell we yeah. got to talk about the WWF. So. I didn't do as much research as I would have liked, but as far as I can tell, this is the Stone Cold Steve Austin year. This is the year yeah. of his rise, which means really the rise of The Rock as well, you know, and Vince McMahon and, and really all that. But they were already there, but I think like peak popularity is like this year, next year, 2000. Like I, I think this is like the era. Um, this is when I started watching. So I have this clip of, this is right after WrestleMania 14, the end of March on Raw, it's um, Vince McMahon is talking to Steve Austin. I think like about his behavior and what he wants from him as <laughs> as because Steve Austin's the new champion, and right. he like so yeah. This is their conversation in the ring. Well, we can either do this the easy way, <laughs> or we can do this the hard way, Mr. Austin. So, and that's going to be your decision. What's that mean? Well, that, that sounds like an important decision, the easy way or the hard way. And if I'm going to be able to be forced to make a decision here tonight, I'd like your definition of what the easy way and what the hard way is. What is your definition of that? It's real simple. The easy way is to learn to be flexible, to learn to adapt, Mr. Austin. 
Yeah. If you'd bear with me for just a moment, please. <laughs> Mr. Austin, adaptation is a key of life as well as in business. That's the easy way, and quite frankly, the hard way. You're going to wind up doing it my way anyhow. You'll be forced into doing it my way, so that's the hard way. And we don't even need to discuss that. Wow. Like I said, that's an extremely important decision in my book. For yours and my relationship, can I have maybe 10 seconds to think about this decision? By all means. <laughs> bald icon. Steve Austin, bald icon. <laughs> <laughs> What you've seen is how to do things the hard way. If you want Stone Cold to continue doing things the hard Just way, amazing stuff. give me a like, hell yeah. He's going to Vince McMahon yeah. asking him, like, listen, play by the rules, do it my way or the hard way. Let me think about it. And then he just stunners him immediately. Gives him the Stone Cold stunner. Gives him the stunner. Damn. Anti-hero. You have Stone Cold fighting The Rock this year. And, like, that's, like, a big match. I mean, it's a lot of mankind. I mean, this is just such a great Undertaker, era. Uh, yeah, teen. yeah, all these, yeah. Gold dust. <laughs> uh, yeah, this like '96 through '99 was like very much wrestling time for me. Yeah, it was so fun, Dave. I know you were very into it. Metalhead Cologne. Yeah, this is when Me- I started watching it. This was uh, Metalhead Cologne era, probably. Yeah. Starting to get there. I loved Austin. <laughs> I loved Sable, Badass Billy Gunn, Road Dog, Jesse James. We were right. laughing at Jerry Lawler, like, announcing he was the best. Like, he was oh, insane. Amazing. Yeah. Like, Jerry Lawler like, and JR, because JR yeah. was, like, more the straight man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. His reactions were, I think, my favorite. God damn it, no! Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. Like, he was just always, like, incredulous. And then Lawler was like, oh, my God! Yeah, yeah, he's insane. I, I can't remember. <laughs> so funny. I can't remember if it was 97 or 98 Royal Rumble, but Lawler gets called into the ring right. while he's announcing. Former wrestler, yeah. And he gets, so he like goes into the ring as he's announcing and gets thrown out immediately. And as he's sitting down, he's like, what just happened? Like, he's like, yeah. it's, it's such a <laughs> so funny bit. Fun. It's such a funny bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was Great era. Great times. Great TV segment, Dan. Dandin, dandin. Okay, so one more thing. Well, not really. We have a few more things we do, but <laughs> don't change that Daniel. Stay on this Daniel because Dan brought it up earlier. A lot of stuff in politics happened this year that we have to touch on. Mm-hmm. And um, guys, I'll be honest with you. We've been doing this show for a few hours now. I'm getting a little antsy just sitting here for all this time. And the wanderlust... And the road rage in me is really calling to me right now. And I say, we go for a ride. What do you say? Need to. Yeah. And what better ride than my newly rebranded segment, 
U.S. and world politics, the ride. (laughs) (laughs) A train-based ride. We are riding. (laughs) And we're going to ride on the 1998 timeline. (laughs) The timeline. Got it. Timeline. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, From Jan to deck of this year. Choo-choo. I'm your conductor, Davey. And I'll be manning this train. High on cocaine. I actually and think <laughs> I actually think time I actually think timeline is the book that Michael Crichton is writing right now. Oh really? <laughs> hmm. Get on board, buddy. Mike. And before we start, I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get off yet? <laughs> I mean, Bill Clinton <laughs> does. Damn. Damn. Well, our first stop is January seventh. When former White House intern Monica Lewinsky signs an affidavit denying she had an affair with President Bill Clinton. Coincidentally, on the same day, Los Angeles Lakers center Shaquille O'Neal blocks three shots in a 114-102 to match uh, win over Milwaukee to bring his career total to 1,002 uh, blocks. <laughs> so two major events for the country on, in one day. Our second stop... How are you guys enjoying the ride so far? It's great. Very enjoyable. Great. Very nice. A lot of sightseeing. Love the, the view. Love yeah. the view. Yeah. Our second stop is are you January twenty fifth. Are you sad that you're not known as Alpha David? Hmm? You should be known as Alpha David. Oh. Alpha David. Alpha David. Alpha David. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Our second stop is January twenty fifth. When Spice Girl Victoria Beckham, Posh, and soccer player David Beckham get engaged. Wow. I feel mm. like that's early. Like I thought that happened like much later. Same. Yeah, yeah, because I mean I brought it up because we talked about their love connection on the nineteen ninety seven Borderman episode. Right. He was watching the video for Say You'll Be There. Exactly. He was jerking it. Um <laughs> Yeah, he was sold. But that's early yeah, early ninety eight, so he he acted fast. And then the same day as that, Britain's Queen Mother, ninety seven gets an emergency hip replacement. So Britain is back in a major way. We got Spice Girls and, and soccer players getting engaged. The Queen Mother is getting her hip replaced. And a special hip, hip, hooray for the Queen Mother's new hip. <laughs> okay. Maybe she was dancing too hard to the Say You'll Be There video as well. She probably was. <laughs> Our third stop is January 26th when President Bill Clinton says, I want to say one thing to the American people. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I wonder if that's going to come back to bite him later on, but we'll see. Uh, and on the same day, actually, January 26th, it's the 25th American Music Awards where Sp- the Spice Girls and Babyface win. Wow. Girl and Baby Power. Congratulations. Man, that's, Spice Girls are not American music. That's. Uh... I know. How did they get there? <laughs> Um, our fourth stop is very important. It's February 4th when Bill Gates gets a pie thrown in his face in Brussels, Belgium. I did read about this <laughs> just because it, I was looking for food news. <laughs> Damn, I wish, you, I wish you mentioned that then. Let me get this right. He can recite pie, but he can't take pie to the face. <laughs> why, did, why did he get a pie in the face? I don't know. Politics, I guess. This is my political uh, segment, so probably something political. Wait, who? Bill Gates, you said? 
Yeah. This is your political segment, so it's definitely political, just like <laughs> the Spice Girls at the American Music Awards. Yeah. Yeah, what? <laughs> All right, let's keep riding. Oh, I hate Microsoft. Um, Okay, let's keep riding this train on over to February 11th. Our next. You know stop. who wasn't? You know who wasn't Microsoft? Bill Clinton. Oh no. Yeah, Viagra just he came was. out. He's thriving. <laughs> Throbbing. Throbbing, but even better. Macro. Hard. <laughs> KVBC <laughs> FM Las Vegas offers Monica Lewinsky five million for an interview. Wow. It's Feb 11. Mm. Move on over to Feb 24 when Elton John is knighted by Queen Elizabeth II at Buckingham Palace in London. So it's Sir Elton John to you, Dan. Thank you very much. What? Sick of the disrespect from you. (laughs) 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 All right. That was all in Feb, but let's zoom on a few months er uh, later to May 22nd when a federal judge rules that the United States Secret Service agents can be compelled to testify before a grand jury concerning the scandal involving President Clinton. Wow. And then four days later on, the United States Supreme Court rules that Ellis Island, the historic gateway for millions of immigrants, is mainly in the state of New Jersey, not New York. <laughs> so big one, so big one for Jersey. Uh, seems like we aren't the uh, lesser state after all, Dan. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Dan, how do you like the ride? <laughs> Zooming on. It, it was nice, like, to do this ride after like the Aerosmith ride, because <laughs> now I can kind of like rest and like fall asleep, Just zone out, zone out. Right, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That's so. So I do like it. Okay, we're zooming on because our next stop is August seventeenth, when U.S. President Bill Clinton admits in taped testimony he had an improper physical relationship with the intern Monica and on the same day admits to the nation that he misled people about the relationship seven months after his original lie. So things are starting to really turn on Bill Clinton. I don't think he can walk away from this uh, scandal anymore. September 11th, um, Independent Counsel Ken Starr, which you brought up, Dan, sends a report to the U.S. Congress accusing Bill Clinton of 11 possible impeachable offenses. September 11th, this day will live on in infamy. Never forget. As we know. Never yeah, f- never forget that. Never the Ken Starr. Ken Starr report. <laughs> report. A skip a month to October 8th when U.S. House of Representatives vote to begin impeachment hearings against President Bill Clinton on charges of lying about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. Oh, no. This ride's starting to get pretty bumpy. Now, now on to November 12th, when Vice President of the United States, Al Gore, symbolically signs the Kyoto Protocol. Symbolically. So. He doesn't actually do it. Yeah, I don't right. He nodded his head, maybe. I don't know what that means. Okay. Please gather your belongings. Just two more stops left on this wild ride. November 16th, Monica Lewinsky signs a deal for the North American rights to a book about her affair with U.S. President Clinton. And finally, our final stop, you'll be getting off at the U.S. Capitol building, where on December 19th, the U.S. House of Representatives vote to impeach President Bill Clinton, forwarding the articles of of impeachment to the Senate for a trial. All right, you can now get off the ride. What a year. 
was it worth it? Hell of a year in culture. Hell of a year. Hell of a ride. <laughs> Hell of a ride. It was, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was really a ride. It was nice of them to like make sure that a whole story happened in the year so we can cover it on the show like this. Yeah. Yeah, from January to December. That's like very clean. Even though yes, yeah. clean as hell. Even though clean he wasn't, it's clean story. Dandin, dandin. I know we got off the ride, but we got to keep going on to the podcast because it's the where are they now? It's the where are they nows? No, uh, no art crimes this year. No art crimes. I couldn't find a one. Wow. Sad. Some some like big uh, art sales. I think Michelangelo. And Picasso sold some dynamite work and Da Vinci uh, after after their death. The real art crime was that you couldn't find one. That's true. You could argue but Bill Clinton committed an art crime. It's like an artful crime. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe it wasn't so artfully done. He tried. I guess. Anyway, this is where are they now? And uh, Dan, please. The way I understand it is Dave goes through artists that were featured in our 80s Bournemouth Tournament episodes from last season, and he reveals what they're up to now, now being 1998. Correct. Thank you for explaining, and I'll take it away now. Really nice job. Thank you. Amazing thing. So couple of questions where is british songstress kim wilde right remember her Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. well starting in 98 which is the year we're covering this year (laughs) um (laughs) while still active in music wilde branched out that's a pun included because check this out um or pun intended because check this out uh, <laughs> Wild branched into an alter- alternative career as a landscape gardener <laughs> which has included presenting gardening shows on BBC and Channel 4 in England hmm. very nice yeah and that nice uh, career path uh, change want to get away from it yeah well she's still active in music but she's just branching out as they said pun included uh, you know, it really went from the kids in America to the shrubs in England. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> and while I'm here, I also wanted to ask you guys. Wild, where, I'm here. What? Wild, I'm here. And while I'm here, I also wanted to ask you guys, <laughs> where is Europe? <laughs> no, I'm not asking you to point uh, to a piece of geography on a map or a globe. I'm talking about the band, stupid, whose song Carrie made a, a mild impression on us during the 1980-something boredomit. Don't, don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I think you made that up. <laughs> it happened. I, it was on um, Instagram and on the uh, On the chart? The bracket. On the bracket, I mean? Yeah. Uh, interesting. Don't remember that. Well, the band members of Europe started to discuss the possibility of a Europe reunion in 1998. Mike and Ian came over to see me in Ireland, Tempest said. 
And whilst we were there, John Newham called from L.A. And we were like, yes, maybe now is the right time to get things started again. So it's very exciting. And I didn't follow up to see if they followed through on that reunion. But I wish them nothing but success. But believe me, the band behind Carrie knows better than anyone. In this business, sometimes you're up. But sometimes you're down. <laughs> Pun included. Pun included. <laughs> Pun included. <laughs> I'm saying that every time you do that from now on. Every joke you make, I'm saying pun included. By the way, pun included. <laughs> pun inde- indebted. Okay, how about this? There's a few more things to go that happen here. I'm starting to get really delusional. Uh, delirious. Okay. Lastly, on the Where Are They Nows, we have the three most anticipated albums by Boredom and Artists that came out this very year. So stay, stay tuned for a little bit longer. Oh, boy. All right. I asked you to take a ride on the politics train earlier. But now I'm asking you to take a ride on the Mayflower. Because on March 10th, 1998, our beloved Eric Clapton is a pilgrim for his 1998 album pilgrim by eric clapton and this song is called inside of me let's check it out please no okay hip-hop sounded like sick or something yeah he, he sounded sound... like he's on his deathbed no, it took a second for it to even sound like him that was weird <laughs> all right that was the first one do you guys by chance know how to replace a halo or a pair of wings because we could really use your help here on april 28th 1998 when 1980s pop country queen juice newton releases her album the trouble with angels <laughs> she's having angel trouble uh and this album is pretty neat because it's juice's return to recording after a very long break and to ease herself back into the recording process this album was actually this album actually featured seven re-recordings of hits throughout her career but also with three new songs including the single when i get over you which I won't play right now. I'm going to play the title track, The Trouble with Angels. It's Juice. She's back in 98. (laughs) You've been anticipating it. We're playing it. Look at me. Look at you. Laugh at them. We should laugh at us too. Right on, man. <laughs> Glad Juice is back. What was her what was her thing? Um 
Loves take a little bit. Uh, loves been a little, little bit, bit hard, hard on, on me. me. Oh yeah, that's gotta be early, right? Was that early? Like eighty one, I think. Hmm. Yeah. So it's been a long forgot. time. Yeah. It's been a long time for juice. Okay. Lastly, we all know that girls just want to have fun. But what's more fun than getting a great gift wrapped to perfection for Christmas? And what better Christmas gift than a compact disc by the very great Cindy Crawford? C- Cindy Lawford. Lawford. Peter Lawford. Cindy Lawford. Cindy Lawford. Because on October 27th of 1998, she released the very Trumpianly titled Merry Christmas, Have a Nice Life. <laughs> God. And this is a song called Christmas Conga. So, happy holidays, everybody. That's a Christmas conga. I hate that. Oh, you did like I it? hated that, yeah. I feel like you would like that. No, that was terrible and stupid. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Well, Dan, Merry Christmas. Have a nice life. <laughs> uh, I really like that. I'm going to play that for my next Christmas um, party. I hated all, all right. I hated all the music, Dave. <laughs> Actually, Juice, Juice Newton I didn't mind. You know, things are starting to look down for some of these 80s artists it's it's it's, we're too deep in the 90s now time is um getting the best of them Mm -hmm. dan brandon take it away dandin dandin let's get this show into the ground so we can give birth to a new show next week this has been a long episode this is the best this is my worst segment that i have probably the worst segment of the show it's where we say goodbye Great intro. Great intro. <laughs> say goodbye to some uh, of the people that we lost in in the year, and we say hello to the people that we gained in the year. And I try and connect them uh, without doing any prep work. I just Google a list of who was born and who died. Now the problem is, is the further we get into the '90s, hmm. the less the, the 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 amount of people that I know who they are that were born. Uh, decreases because they okay. are younger and younger. There were a lot of names that I had to Google. Some that I sound that sounded familiar to me. That mm-hmm. I was like, I just need a little refresher on who this person is. Um, and I didn't include most of them because I was like, I don't know enough of these people. You just need like a little Starbucks refresher. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the, the they discontinued, I think, the dragon fruit one. Linda McCartney passed away. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Mm, yeah, tough um, one breast cancer uh so r.i.p to linda she was married to paul mccartney who 
famously did three songs with uh, Michael Jackson, whose child Paris Jackson was born this year. Hey! Oh. Look at that. So uh, there's a connection for you guys to enjoy. Next, we lost Sonny Bono. I think he ran into a tree while skiing. Horrible. Um... I think he was not with Cher any longer at that point in time. I think they were split. Um, uh, kind of like that tree was after uh, split. Um, but Cher, he Yikes. didn't, he, he didn't want to be with Cher because he didn't, he didn't want to share. And also born this year was Jason Tatum of the Boston Celtics who oh. couldn't who couldn't uh, share the spotlight with Kyrie Irving uh, when they were both on the team together. Damn. Hmm. Uh, that was a weak one, but whatever. It's you got to learn you've to had, share. You've had worse. Yeah, I've had worse. Definitely. Yeah, you've had way worse. Yeah, yeah. you had way, way worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah I've had Believe way us. worse. James Earl Ray uh, passed away famously uh, the, uh, the assassinator of Martin Luther King Jr., um, right, but not as famous as when you read his name, you think it's going to be James Earl Jones. Just like when you read the name Corbin Besson, you think it's going to be Corbin Burnson, but it's not. So uh, whoever Corbin Bur- Besson is, he was born this year. Uh, and the <laughs> well, do you, do you know what he's famous for at all? I have no idea. I just saw that name and I thought Corbin, like TikTok Burnson. maybe or. Oh, I don't know either one of those Corbins. I thought you were gonna say Corbin Blue. Well, Corbin Benson was uh, in. Uh, isn't he in? Uh, Corbin Burnson. Is he in Major League? I know Corbin. Is he in Major League? No. I know. I in Corbin Burnson is Major League. Burnson. Yes. Major yeah. League. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was also yeah. on Celebrity Mole. Um, <laughs> Phil Phil Hartman mentioned a couple times this episode. Um, yeah, that was a sad one. Oh, uh, this is the. This is brutal. Yeah. Insane. Uh, so murdered by uh, his wife at the time, or I don't know if they were together. But when I was reading about it, he did. Uh, she shot him many times. Um, Jesus. Uh, and also, uh, similar death. Well, not similar death, but similar death. Uh, XXX Tentacion was born this year, who also got shot many times. So that's their connection. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fanta- Beautiful yeah, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> let's do- let's uh, connect them by their horrible deaths. Yeah, uh, Rob, Rob Pilatus, Rob Pilatus. We've talked about Millie Vanilli. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He died this year. He died this year. R.I.P. Oh my God. Millie Vanilli. Um, you know, famous duo. Um, that uh, you know. I, I can't even make this connection here. Uh, famous duo that got in trouble for lip syncing, uh, and then they couldn't. You know, I was gonna try and connect it. Okay. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, famous duo, Millie Vanilli, just like Jaden Smith as a famous duo with his sister Willow Smith. I don't know. I don't know. I'm so tired. Sucks. Oh, brother sisters a duo. Yeah. Yeah. Um okay, two more. Here we go. Okay. Roddy McDowell passed away. Uh famous for, for being uh in the Planet of the Apes uh original franchise as uh, okay. uh as one of the main apes. But also in one of my favorite horror movies ever. 
um, Fright Night, which is a great movie, a really great movie. Now I'm going to try and do a little thing for Danny here, and I'm going to try and do a six degrees of separation to get to the person that I'm going to connect. Amazing. Um, so Roddy McDowell was in Fright Night with Chris Sarandon, the only other person I can think of their name in that movie, so I have to use Chris Sarandon. Chris Sarandon has been in a couple of things, um, but I think I'm going to go with Dog Day Afternoon. He is the guy that uh, Al Pacino calls his boyfriend on the phone, Leon. Uh, great scene, really right. great scene. Mm-hmm. Um, Al Pacino, how am I going to do this? Al Pacino was in three movies with Robert De Niro, Heat, The Godfather, Part Two, and Righteous Kill, and The Irishman, four movies. Um, Robert De Niro was in, oh, oh, okay. Holy shit, okay, this worked out so much better than I thought, okay. Robert De Niro was in Jackie Brown with Samuel L. Jackson. That was the person I was trying to get to. Samuel L. Jackson, because Samuel L. Jackson, you can connect to everybody. Samuel L. Jackson is in Mo Better Blues with Denzel Washington, who is in Training Day with Ethan Hawke, whose daughter, Maya Hawke, was born this year. Very nice. I got 12 degrees of separation, Wait, but I'll take it. That was about 12, I think. Maybe maybe, oh, maybe, maybe, like no, 9. I don't like it because why didn't you just connect her to the... <laughs> you wouldn't buy the, the, her dad. Yeah. You can't connect her. She was born. No, but she's in movies, right? Oh. Isn't yeah. she in... Um, she's in one with Al Pacino, uh, the Tarantino movie. Oh, uh, you could have got... Isn't it her? You could have cut it down no, quicker. No, no. That's Andy McDowell's daughter, isn't it? Uh, I'm pretty sure Maya Hawke is in that movie. But I realized as I was doing that... She's in... Uh, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time in Hollywood. I thought that was. Uh, uh, I so thought that was Andy McDowell. You could have cut it down in half because you said Pacino. <laughs> yeah, they're both. Yeah. they're both in it. Yeah, I could have done it. That. But here's what I didn't realize as I was doing that is Samuel L. Jackson was in Kill Bill Volume Two with Uma Thurman, who is Maya Hawke's mother. Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's All true. Right. You can, okay, the parent. I gotcha. Yeah, the parent. Okay, you know, since that was so successful, I'm going to do that again for the next one. Oh, my um, God. Here go we go. For it. Here we go. Frank Sinatra. We lost him. Frank. We lost him. Goodbye, Frank. Frank. Oh, Sinatra, yeah. Fucking Frank. Uh, Frankie. Uh, you know, famous abuser and bad guy. Um, <laughs> uh, hold, okay. I think I can... Okay. Yeah, I call it six degrees of separation. It's just about getting it as quick as possible. And guys, I'm so happy about this because Tony Scott is going to be involved here. And it's going to be so much fun. I've never really done it this way. But here we go. Frank Sinatra was in... um, Actually, you know what? Dan's going to yell at me for the way I'm doing this, but I don't care. Nobody's listening except Zach. So Frank Sinatra... Frank Sinatra was in The Manchurian Candidate, right? The original flick. Jonathan Demi redid that movie. <laughs> wow, cheater! <laughs> Wait, this is redid that movie. Why not? Denzel, wh- why not do the remake of Oceans? You have like thirty people. Because listen, right. because because with once again Denzel Washington in that remake. Denzel Washington was in Man on Fire, directed by Tony Scott. 
uh, Man on Fire is starring Dakota Fanning, whose sister, Elle Fanning, was born this year. <laughs> bravo. Dandan Bravo. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible things. I hate Elle, this. Both, both actresses that you could have connected to their actual movies. Even more so Elle Fanning, who's been yeah. in a lot of things at this point. But Well... Hey. You can do it on your the next time you do in Borium in memoriam, because I'm retiring, one, with one year to left to go. You're not doing it next year. No, I will. Please do it. Let's do it. It's the fan favorites uh, for uh, segment. <laughs> Listen, I'm delirious. I probably could have done better if I had a little more energy. I've been in this chair all day today. Um, it's our longest Bravo yet. Yeah. Got to cut out a lot of stuff here. Just cut the weather in half. You can cut out a lot of my TV stuff. I, I give you full permission. Do whatever, like... We're chopping stuff. Dandin, dandin. So, listen, this has been Bravo 98. We have one more Bravo left to go. We have a tournament coming up for 1998. We're getting to the end of the decade. This has been a, a wild ride. We've covered so much culture. Thank you for listening uh, I will be back with my. <laughs> I'm Brandon. Goodbye. Uh, he's <laughs> he, he's Brandon. He's out, and I'm Danny. Um, lower energy now, just because it's at the time we're recording this is pretty late, and my neighbors have complained before about me being super loud, like after midnight while recording the show. <laughs> So like I've been trying to be lower energy, but you know, which is less fun, but it is what it is. It's reality, and reality bites. Nineties movie, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it came out in '94, which is four years before now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm presenter Danny. Uh, bye. And I'm Dave Cologne. I was in high school with Brandon and Dan. They were in high school with other friends, and I'm sure some of those friends were alive in 1998. I did it in three or four. So anyway, that's it. I'm the one after Danny. You know what? Thanks for listening. we got more content coming next week. And in fact, in a couple days, you'll hear the 1998 Board Bills draft episode. Um, so a few more weeks left in this damn season. Keep listening if you can. We appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. All right. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Danden Brave Presents. If you like the kind of thing you heard today, why not please rate and review us on iTunes? You can follow us on Twitter at Danden Brave and on Instagram at Danden Brave Presents. God bless you all. And may forgotten podcaster Danden Brave live on forever in our ears.